0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo esports podcast. (laughs) My name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire. Today I'm joined by Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you
1: today? Doing good. Doing good. We have an exciting episode coming up here. We, uh, We finally spoke to Mr. Mark Onset Hatcher. The interview will be... Further down in the episode, I'm really excited for it. I thought it went really well. We hope you guys enjoy it.
0: I think it did too. So like Will said, stay tuned later on in the episode. We will cut to the interview. It's in this episode, so you don't need to worry about going anywhere else. You're fine. And something I failed to mention, Will, is that this is episode 39. For the week of September 25th, 2018. There it is i got it that's the first
1: time we've gone back to it
0: yeah i kind of like shuffled it in there you know yeah (laughs) we made it work yeah i noticed my flub like halfway through announcing the start of the episode and then when i like introduced you in i'm thinking to myself shit i forgot like the the number and the date but you know what we got it in there we do it live i mean not really but we don't go back and change this no the way it should be (laughs) we got some housekeeping first and foremost. The community play date. We talked about it last week, and uh Will came up with a challenge. We have to have a date picked out by this episode. And by golly we got a date picked out. October thirteenth. It's a Saturday. Right? Yeah, it's a Saturday. I can't believe I didn't even put that in there. But it's a Saturday. So when is it? Well, on Wednesday, so, to, well, the, so this episode goes live on Tuesday, September 25th, so on Wednesday, September 26th, a poll will go out on Twitter containing potential time slots. Make sure you get your vote in, and then we'll announce the official scheduled time once the poll has concluded.
1: We just want to make sure we can include as many people as we can.
0: It's exactly it. It is exactly it.
1: Yeah, so look for that poll.
0: Hell yeah. What are we going to be playing? Well... We're going to be playing Halo 5 and uh, Halo of the Master Chief Collection. We're going to do both. Give a little bit of something for everybody. How are we, can you join, though? Well, simple. We've talked about it damn near every single week since we've introduced it. We have an official HCS Pro Talk Xbox Club. You should join it because that's how you're going to get an invite into the party. And last but not least, what about party chat? So it's either going to be on Discord or Xbox Live. I know some people have issues with either or. So we will decide when it gets closer to the event which one it's actually going to be. And then as stated previously, I believe last week's episode, any racism, bigotry, and or just being plain disrespectful will not be tolerated at all. Also, if your mic quality is not up to par, aka fan noise, breathing, etc., you'll just probably be muted at that point. Sorry, not sorry. That's, that's it kind of is what it is. Yeah.
1: We want to have an enjoyable experience. We don't want a mic being the the cause of someone not having a good time.
0: Someone being us.
1: Y- yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I yeah. Mean, blatantly stated, yeah. Um, Got to keep it real.
1: Yeah, for don't sure. Don't be
0: breathing into your mic. It's not cool, man. Not cool. Not cool. Will, mm-hmm. what do we always start the show off with officially? roster
1: if you don't know by now we start with some roster mania we go through the rosters we could find that have changed from the previous week we also have some new rosters to talk about this week a lot I can't wait to mess up some (laughs) names
0: I can't wait for you to mess up names either well
1: so let's start this off with some NA teams or one NA team it looks like and it's The team name is looking for an organization.
0: It's not the team name. Oh. They're just looking for an organization.
1: Well, then why would you put that in the team name slot? Well, you know what? You could put that like in parentheses or something to let me know that's not their actual team name. Calling you out here, Josh.
0: I feel like I'm getting, uh, I I feel hurt. (laughs) I feel pain in my chest region near my heart.
1: Do you know what, do they have a team name? No, they don't. Okay. Not
0: at this current time.
1: So this team that does not have a name, they're looking for an organization though. Here we go. It's Colec, Floppy, Jax, and Buffet. It's floppy, Floppy. I say Floppy every time, don't I? You do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's because I'm a hockey. I'm a hockey guy, and you so know, a there's player? there's no there's not a hockey player, but there's a thing called hockey flow, and I just want that to be a thing. Hockey Floppy. Yeah, Floppy. That's a- <laughs> Floppy. I'm sorry, Floppy. I'm going to call you Floppy from ever, forever now. <laughs> from now on. That's it from NA. Um, we do have some Europa Halo, No Team Needed, with a twist rosters. So here we go. We have the team Mocket Warlord that includes Mockit Warlord, Car- <laughs> Carnival. here we go, Gas7C and Savier. We have Curly Sniper, which includes Curly Sniper, V. Blight, Nathmore, and Zara T- Twitch TV. Is that what are, is that right? Zara? Ziara?
0: Dude, this is why you say the names. You think I fucking have an idea? I'm the one that just takes them, pastes it in this list, and we're good to go. That's all I do.
1: Okay. Next, we have The Wonder Boys, which includes L Wonder Boy, which... It's Wonder Boy. It's the actual Wonder Boy. It is the
0: actual Wonder Boy. Yeah. Wonder
1: Boy confirmed. Yep, on a roster. We also have Evil Pander. I was going to say Plander, and then I just knew that wasn't right. Evil Pander, <coughs> Censure and Lundy. We have Mocket Squashy, which includes Squashy, Dash, Mister T and Crumpets. Love that name. It's a great name. And Worst Tactics. Um, we have Team Nine Icon XL, which includes. 9 Icon XL, Killer Sento, Naptime EU, and Sean the Penguin. Next we have Team Half which includes You guessed it Half. <laughs> we have Jambo JLB, AG Spa and TE Sketch. All right, we have Team Dead Eye which includes a Eye, Shadow Into Hood, Zunka and Double XL. I th- Okay, next is Desire TB. These must be the captains.
0: More than likely. Yeah. Which
1: includes Desire, Fireboy, Gian, Ion, Gion, I don't know. And then Fluxy.
0: Before you continue on with the next one, in regards to your question, um,. So Europa Halo put out a tweet to these individuals saying, hey, if you have actual team names that you want to be used instead, let him know, and then he would update it to use those team names, obviously. We haven't gotten those yet, so that's why
1: this is gotcha is so far. So I'm guessing we'll be going through team names shortly within the next couple episodes.
0: Hopefully, yeah.
1: I get to mess up these names all again.
0: Well, actually, it would hopefully be next week considering this tournament happens this weekend.
1: Sure, sure. Anyway, let's continue. There's more teams. We have Legend, which includes Legend, Zeniic, IC, Diminished DH, and Strawley EU. Next, we have EU Assault, which includes EU Assault, Boomy EU, Slumpy JMK, and Anzu. Next, we have Kana DM, which includes Kana DM, Ego LN, Kakawi, and Legend Z. Next, we have Mocket Looney, which includes Looney for Mocket, Theroux, Tiny Turvy, and Tame the Oxy. And that's it for Europa. Next, we got some AGLA, which stands for American Griffball League of America, Fall League 2018 rosters. First roster we have is Bomb Squad, which includes Saints the God, God of Sprint, Rice Chief, TCT conviction and the real Fairno. I'm gonna go with Fairno. Next we have one hit wonders, which was which includes Ming Crusader. Sub- oh my god, it looks like Sa- Sabasaurus Rex. Killers legit, Spike eighteen sw and Sonic Nachos. Next team we have is. NSFW, which is Invada Zim. What is that? I don't know what that name is. Infection. Infection. The three. Ah, the three's an E. I get it now. Infection. Next, we have D Cleek, uh, Razor, and the Texerist. The Texerist. cyst
0: It's kind of I, a nifty little name there. Texerist.
1: Sure. Um. Next we have Team Corrupt, which includes Rage, More Nerd, Almighty Tycoon, Copilot, J Bomb, and Trespass. I like those. I could read those. Next we have Team Notorious, which includes Silva. I'm just gonna go with Chicken because there's some uh, letters in front and behind, but they're matching, and I think it's just the design. So Chicken, Active Hate, Panthro and Panther 2. <laughs> he's, got, he's got the 2 you, in the you name. You can't I forget got the 2. You can't, can't forget, forget the... it. Next, we have Team Legacy, which is Reyes, Nut Pride, Nuts Pride 15, KSI Gambit 7, Ginji, and Always Trolling. Next, we have Team No Cap, which is Venom Wet Blanket, Ace Be Silent, Encrypts, a tone militant Melvishden. I probably said that wrong, but it looks Melvishden. Okay. Um, next we have orphanage of troubled teens.
0: It's <laughs> a great team name.
1: Which includes Mungo Pungo.
0: <laughs> great name.
1: <laughs> that is. That's really good. That one. That one got me going there. Uh, Stop killing me. FBK27. Knight, with a bunch of letters and numbers. It says he's currently suspended for the next five series. And then we have Ben9116. So, not sure what's going on with Knight there, but something happened. Um, Next, we have Team Nobility, which is Perfect Demise, Thumping Hawk, Skeitles, Revenge in the Sky, and Mystical Novice. And last but not least, we have Vanguard, which includes Avenger, KD Skill, Bcn19, FS, MS, Wolverine, and Mister Epic Beast. And that's what we got for Roster Mania.
0: You should have like an audience soundbite in the background that just like, "Yay!"
1: <laughs> when <laughs> I'm like giving through you a it, good
0: job, you know.
1: When I finally get through it. Yeah. Sure, sure. You
0: did pretty well there.
1: I felt like I did okay. Yeah, better I think than you did. usual.
0: Yeah. It there was the confidence. Yeah. I sensed the confidence. I just have in to go names. at it. He's got to just fucking get in there. The Mungo Pungo.
1: Mungo Pungo, best name of the list. It's
0: it is probably the best name there. Um Is that it for rosters will?
1: That's all we got this week.
0: But what it's not all for is wills Avengers Within. will yeah did you play any halo over the last week
1: well as you'll hear in the interview <laughs> i was told not to play a certain game
0: we're gonna fucking play it we're but, going to um, play through
1: it i did hop on some halo 5 you did yeah played some matchmaking
0: what uh playlists were you playing
1: um started with some quick play okay moved to slayer did
0: you play any of the new maps that were added to slayer
1: Um,
0: I don't know the names of them, but I know that they added a few Natana played a new one.
1: Okay. Um, I think I played one of them and I didn't know what it was and I was not happy. And then,
0: (laughs) oh shit. Um, (laughs) Will was not happy
1: after some Slayer matches. I moved into arena. Um, I think, (laughs) I think I got nine. I have nine of my 10 placement matches done in arena, maybe like four done in Slayer.
0: Arena's the that has the hcs settings now in it, right? Yes, it yes it does. Okay, perfect. Cool.
1: And that's 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 it for Halo.
0: One more match to go, huh? One more. When are you going to complete that?
1: I don't know, whenever I feel like it. I'm just excited to see your rank. Well, I'm probably going to be gold. Um you've progressed so far based what I've seen.
0: I don't think you're going to get gold. I think you're selling yourself short. I think you get plat.
1: Um Yeah, I I placed plat last season in um arena
0: something tells you're gonna get plat
1: i uh, i don't think so based off the games i've played
0: let's play some let's play some metaphorical bet right here okay i'm gonna say you will you're gonna say you're not i don't know what we put on the table but fuck it all right there, there's your bet <laughs> it's so stupid i'm sorry what else have you been playing
1: um just been grinding that destiny too wasn't Still. there
0: another video game that you got and recently? i
1: bought nhl 19
0: the hockey boy buys the
1: hockey game. Yeah, what do you know? Is it um, good? There's a lot to do in it, which I really like. Did they, ha-
0: did they fix the issues? Because you said you played the beta, Mm-hmm. and you said that there were some underlying issues there with like places that you can make shots that were just easy goals and whatnot. Did they Did they fix that up?
1: Um, I haven't played the th- the um, the ones yet, okay. which is where most of the problems were. Sure. Um, one thing that I didn't know it was going to happen, but the beta used a lot of the same UI that the previous year had. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of not happy that, you know, they didn't change anything. Well, here on game release, they actually did change it. They just didn't implement it in the beta. So it was really cool to see. That made me happy cool. that they did make changes. Um, and yeah, I haven't. I know that, uh, that ones category gets me, uh, quite salty because of how things work. It's like a free for all and it's, it's can get horrible at times if people aren't, um, playing the, it's, it's horrible to say, but people should, people don't know, some people don't know a strategy of how to defend and how to actually play this mode. So, um, you get burned sometimes by someone else not knowing what to do. Or, so I get mad. I, like, you should have been blocking there instead of both of us rushing at the guy. And then I lose and then I'm not happy. So, But,
0: but it also comes from you playing legitimate hockey as well.
1: Yeah, I, I do have some hockey knowledge on where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, so it's like you, you expect the same
1: thing out of the game. Exactly. When, and that's, when, not a,
0: that's not a bad thing either.
1: But when in reality it is a game and there are ways to get around what should be happening.
0: Yeah, but the fact is you always want to win. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Just makes you hopefully a better player with practice and whatnot, too.
1: Yeah, for sure. Good shit. You, uh, I know you've been on Destiny because we've been playing together.
0: Yep. Uh, not as much as you, though. You've definitely been on that grind a little bit more than me. Uh, but yeah, playing some D2. Um, playing some more MCC. Strictly the Halo 4 Arena playlist. Because I'm like one of the only fucking people that enjoys playing that game. I swear to God but it's still really, really good. I'm telling you guys, if you have not played the update yet, you need to get in it. It's not just Halo 4 I'm talking about. 1, 2, 3, ODST as well. It's all great. It all plays really well. Um, Played some Forza Motorsports 7 on PC. Just continuing my career on that because I'm excited for Forza Horizon 4 coming out later. And I didn't include it in the show notes, but um, I started Dragon Quest XI on the PlayStation 4. I played an hour of it. And, uh, it's going to sound stupid, but you, I, it's been a long time since I played a Japanese role-playing game. And it's been a long time since a Dragon Quest game has been on a home console. I'm not talking about the handheld ones. I'm talking about, like, Dragon Quest 8 on the PlayStation 2. Long ago. So, it feels good having this familiar feeling with this type of game. on like a current-gen console right now. And uh, it plays really well. It looks really good. It sounds really good. So, I'm excited to continue playing that. But that's all I've been doing. Will... Yep. Anything else we've been playing before we move
1: on? No. Well, that's been about it.
0: Then it's time for the news. First up, I said we were going to talk about them before. And damn it, I'm going to include them finally within the show. If you guys don't know what Installation Zero One is, it's a fan-made Halo game. You should go check it out. There's a weekly update. We'll include it in the show notes. Go check it out. There's a lot to see. Next up. Hey, Will. Yeah? Do you like working?
1: Depends on what that work is.
0: Well, what if it was working on video games?
1: Who wouldn't enjoy that?
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, 343 Industries, yes, the people who play, who make and play Halo, they have some job openings. Check them out at the link we include in the show
1: notes. Some big ones to note. Go for it. Software Engineer. Senior data and applied scientist, senior software development engineer, senior software development engineer number two, if you want to be working alongside that person. <clears throat> they also have a lot of art and design. And they also have a music supervisor position open.
0: I'm gonna say serious applicants only.
1: Yes. They're they're probably only looking for very serious applicants, yeah. but um yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of openings over there. There are. Go check it out if you are qualified and interested.
0: One would think that they might be making a big-budget video game title oh. in, set in the Halo franchise. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't know. I, we didn't talk about this game previously on previous episodes, and we sure as hell didn't talk about it in the Onset interview later on within the show. But hey, who are we to say? Next up, you can bid on an Xbox One X custom console from top celebrities to support Make-A-Wish Foundation. The reason why this one's included in our news topics is because there is a custom Halo themed console and it looks amazing and there's a ton of autographs on it. You should go check it out. And if you have the money to, you should donate. And if you don't have the money to donate, you should donate a smaller amount anyway to the charity because they're awesome. You like that run on sentence? That was great. Very nice. Next up, the Halo community spotlight for September 20th by Grim Brother One is over on HaloWaypoint.com. Check it out. We'll include a link in the show notes along with everything else that we talk about today. The Halo Loot Crate for October has been announced, Will! Woo! We're honoring Noble Team's expert marksman, diligent scout, and ever-vigilant eye June A-266 with an exclusive Halo Icons figure and more in October's scout-themed Halo Legendary Crate. Order by October 15th at the link provided, supplies are limited.
1: I'm gonna have to get me one of them loot crates sometime.
0: They are forty bucks a piece, and they come every two months.
1: Yeah, I just I, I don't know. I wasn't in the mood to subscribe, Because I'm not totally enveloped in the Halo universe. Like I mean, like I said, I'm a huge fan of the esports side of it. But now you can be well. Like, I could be. Now you can be. I got to get one of them.
0: Just know that you should have gotten the
1: esports one when it came out. Yeah, I just didn't think about it. It's okay.
0: Uh something to note is that this series. That they started with last the last crate. Um, it's all Halo Reach themed. The whole series is. So like the last crate, I just got it in the mail about a week or two ago, um, came with Carter. Which is one of the members of Noble Team. And the next one is June, another member of Noble Team. All of them will include members of Noble Team. Mm-hmm. So on and so forth. Um, Halo 3 ODST's birthday was on September 22nd. And the tweet reads, When the Covenant arrived on Earth over New Mombasa, humanity-, <laughs> Jesus. humanity faced one of its most desperate times. Nine years ago today, we got our chance to become the desperate measures. Happy birthday, Halo 3 ODST. Hashtag feet first. Will. Yeah. You said you were playing some Halo 5 earlier. Yeah. Well, did you know that there are new Magnum skins that you can get depending upon the amount of wins that you get in Halo 5
1: Guardians? I saw that it's right when you open the home screen
0: it's a lot of wins for a lot of skins
1: 750 i believe for the for the gold one yep. the first one exactly yeah
0: guess who's not playing 700 wait no not play guess who's not winning 750 matches to get those skins
1: that's a lot of matches this guy it's a lot of, that's a lot of play time and it has to be i believe in arena quick play it's overall
0: i think it's all of them
1: Because they said Arena, Quick Play, and Warzone.
0: Oh, okay. Sure. Sure. So, the main social playlist, the main competitive playlist, and Warzone. Yeah. Makes sense. That makes more sense. And the tweet reads, Jump into Halo 5 and start racking up victories to earn new Magnum skins as part of the new Target Master Commendation. And if you're wondering where to start your journey, look no further than the Halo 3 Classic throwback playlist back for a limited time.
1: Well, there answers the question.
0: That answers the question. It must be anywhere. Correct us if we're wrong.
1: Listeners. I'm wondering if when they stated in that, in that, I don't remember if it was a tweet or what I saw, but if they meant arena as like competitive, quick play as social. Sure. Maybe something. uh, Anyway, moving on.
0: Will. Will. Here's the big one.
1: I'm going to be silent for quite some time here.
0: <laughs> I mean, chime in if you want to. Obviously, there's some good points in here. So this is the MCC September update by 343 Industries over in Halo Waypoint. I included the Will sitting back in his chair getting his, getting his Mountain Dew ready, getting relaxed. Ladies and gentlemen, grab your popcorn. We got a big one to read through. I was going to include just some basic points about this, but I think everything is pretty worthwhile here. Okay, so that's why I included everything. So, I'm sorry. Um, And I quote, Today, well, not today, September 20th, we are updating MCC with more improvements, fixes, and additional changes, including many items that are based largely on player feedback. In general, we are continuing to aim for Wednesday mornings around the 10 a.m. PDT time slot as MCC's official update window. But this week we landed on Thursday due to a last-minute bug that needed squashing. This latest update is our continued commitment to improve the MCC experience and address feedback from the community. Not everything in this patch necessarily maps to the highest priority requests from players, but keep in mind that not all bugs and fixes are created equally, and the team still has an ongoing list of work items they want to tackle in addition to new things the community brings to their attention. If one of your personal issues isn't addressed in today's patch, fear not. There's still more work to be done and more updates to come. If you're just joining us, be sure to check out all the details from last month's major update, which brought significant improvements, fixes, and several new features to MCC. The bulk of today's update is several high-impact bug fixes expressed by you, aka regional matchmaking, exploit fixes, quality of life, updates to game settings and matchmaking you wanted, and adding in new nameplates. Below is a full explanation to walk you through these changes piece by piece. We're excited to get this update out, but the team isn't done. Please keep the feedback coming. Halo CE Checkpoints. This update included numerous fixes across MCC with many big fixes aimed specifically at Halo CE. Due to the scope of these changes, this patch will unfortunately invalidate mid-mission checkpoints for the Halo CE campaign. This means then after the update, you'll still have access to the missions you have currently unlocked, but you will lose your checkpoint save from mid-mission progress. We know this isn't ideal, but given the scope and impact of the bug fixes included in this patch, we felt it was an acceptable trade-off. Patch notes! Global patch notes. Updated matchmaking logic to help players in less populated regions find matches. Current highest rank on a player's detail page no longer fails to load. Fixed an issue with serverless not refreshing properly when switching between LAN mode and Xbox Live. Idle players will no longer re-queue into matchmaking. That's a big one. I like that. General stability improvements in various network scenarios. Improved chat behavior in lobbies between matchmaking games. Fixed rival data population issue on playlist leaderboards. General leaderboard improvements. Fixed several issues that prevented hosts from earning various achievements when clients were were correctly given progress. Fixed an issue where players who disconnected were awarded wins during matchmade games. Thank God. Quit ban code has been added and will be monitored to determine how they are enabled soon. Halo CE. Added the blind skull to allow screenshots to be taken without HUD elements as well for players seeking higher scores with campaign scoring. That's pretty cool. Fixed issue with rocket launcher rounds firing slightly offset from reticle. Resolve gamertag persistence over player with active camo. Improvements to targeted player and enemy name HUD location. Improvements to networking code for shot registration. Improvements to AR registration resolving an inability to shoot power-ups in players. Improvements to shotgun hit registration at close range. Improvements to kill feed and respawn countdown timer. And adjusted text for custom game kill penalty option header now read no kill penalty. Okay. How about some Halo 2? Improved stability during split screen after players unexpectedly lose network connectivity. Improved behavior in snares where Xbox One X and other Xbox models are playing live co-op together. And fixed an issue with Cortana appeared partially rendered during Great Journey in Classic Graphics. That'd be something to witness. (laughs) I'm sad I didn't see it.
1: There's (laughs) got to be a YouTube video somewhere.
0: I hope so. We're going to look for it now. Halo 3. Fixed an issue where a dedicated server would not be allocated to host a match made game in certain networking scenarios. Fixed a crash which, would, which could occur when assessing terminals, when accessing terminals, with the text language set to French. That's a fucking odd ass bug. Fixed golf club reticle. I wonder what was wrong with it. Golf ball now appears in its intended glistening white. <laughs> These are some fucking weird patch notes man. Fixed insertion points for the ARC on the playlist Tanks, Tanks, Tanks. Alright, with that out of the way, let's go to Halo 4. Fixed a crash which could occur in Spartan Ops. Fixed a rare issue with HUD elements duplicating and overlapping during lightning flag game types. Improved texture LOD, which is level of detail, throughout the Halo 4 campaign. Cool. Fixed ordering of movement speed options in custom games. And general fixes to skull names and descriptions in SPOPs. Spartan I'm going to say Spartan Ops. Spops. <laughs> Halo 3 ODST. Fixed an issue where the player is not brought into the piece, uh, post-game... Wait. Post-game carnage report? Yep. Yeah, I got it right this time. You see that? I remembered from weeks ago where I was corrected on what the hell it was. After the last mission of the playlist. <laughs> Players who do not have ODST installed are now brought to the game install screen where they where they join a party intending to play ODST together. So, <laughs> if you don't have it installed and you get invited from friends into it, it'll prompt you to a screen being like, you want to purchase this shit? <laughs> that's awesome. How amazing is that? Oh my god. Marketing 101. If they don't have it, shove it in their fucking face. Oh, that's great. Fixed the checkpoint issue uh, when progressing to Data Hive on Street Smart Playlist. Fixed an issue preventing players from immediately accessing ODST after switching Xbox profiles. Halo 2 Anniversary Multiplayer. Fixed an issue that caused shadows to not render properly when playing in 4K. Fixed assault rifle ammo counter displaying incorrect number of rounds. When the fuck was that a thing? Fixed inconsistent button mapping for Banshee Tricks on Universal Bump and Jump Layout. I play on Universal Bump and Jump. That's pretty neat. Fixed an issue with displaying infection medals and kill feed in games with more than 12 players. I can imagine that shit getting pretty hectic. How about some general campaign patch notes? ODST and Halo 3 level completion stats are no longer lumped together on the playlist main menu. Fixed an issue where campaign progress could appear blank after launching the title. Improved some inaccuracies with playlist leaderboard entries. Improved accuracy of icons and campaign scoring post-game carnage report. Pause menu UI no longer disappears when viewing skull and difficulty details. Matchmaking general patch note. Emphasis on the one there. Improved profile switching behavior in the matchmaking fine game flow. Custom games patch. Reverting game type settings now individually reverts to the previously saved version's configuration rather than the default template. Forge and Films! Players who have not purchased ODST are now redirected appropriately when attempting to access ODST Films. Players can now save screenshots when the Xbox is not connected to Xbox Live. How about some overall settings patches? Set for all games option no longer appears available when selecting non-universal control schemes. The impulse triggers are now re-enabled after selecting restore default settings. Subtitles options now appear under audio settings submenu for convenience. Fixed an issue where roster session leader is unable to access network settings after all members have left the squad. Whew. Hopefully you guys still have your popcorn because we still got some notes to read through. Playlist changes. Through player feedback, we are constantly evolving the offerings and matchmaking. Below is a list of key improvements being made to playlists based on your direct feedback. These game types will be updated into matchmaking shortly after the patch goes live. It's live now, so they're live now. Halo CE Team Doubles. Kill penalty and settings has been turned off. Halo CE Team Arena. Add a new Slayer variant that is up to 100 kills to replace all 50 kill Slayer variant. What the fuck?
1: That's why. 100 to 50 or 50 to 100.
0: Oh, man. I wondered why that game took forever to get through. And now you know. Now you know. I don't uh, I don't know if that was a smart decision. But whatever. They're going to take community feedback. So if you like it, you like it. If you don't, make your voice be heard. Kill penalty and settings has been turned off. Adding updated oddball variant for chill out, derelict, wizard, and prisoner. Adding reverse tag variant on Damnation. I don't know what reverse tag is. That sounds pretty cool, actually.
1: It sounds almost like reverse infection. Like there's one person that everyone else has to try to kill and maybe that one person's overpowered. So like BK. Yeah.
0: Big kid. Yeah. Look it up. It's yeah, it's cool. Adding updated CTF variant for Wizard, Derelict, Blood Gulch, and Battle Creek. I don't know why those were all separate notes. They could have been included in one, but whatever. I did that. Adding King of the Hill variant for use with Battle Creek, Rat Race, Derelict, Damnation, Hang'em High, Chill Out, and Wizard. Adding updated Sniper variant for Hang'em High set to 100 kills. Jesus. Adding updated Sniper variant for boarding action and Blood Gulch set to 50 kills. Halo 2 Classic Team Arena. Update for all Sniper variants, Magnum Secondary, Starting Grenades, and Grenades on map removed. Halo 2 Classic Team Hardcore. Update to correct settings for midship, warlock, and sanctuary CTF uh, game types. Update to sanctuary map to reflect having correct weapons on the map. Halo 3 Team Arena. King of the Hill variants updated to have the hill move in order instead of random. Update for all Cyper variants. Magnum secondary, starting grenades, and grenades on map have been removed. Slayer variant name appears in-game as Team Slayer BR, now instead of... all caps Team Slayer BR. Halo 3 Team Hardcore All game variants Updated to correct respawn settings with the betrayal and suicide penalties off Slayer variants updated to reflect negative 1 points for suicides and betrayals Halo 3 Team Doubles King of the Hill variants updated to have the hill move in order instead of random and Oddball and CTF variants updated to require 2 melees when carrying the flag or the ball Finally, Social Big Team Battle Halo CE Big Team Battle Slayer variants have been updated to 100 kills That makes more sense because it's more people Yeah the base slayer in Halo CE you don't need a fucking up
1: to 100 kills. But seems uh like overkill.
0: Oh man, and I thought I was bad at puns and Will just dropped it. Dropped the fucking bomb on me right there.
1: You got it cuz it's like more than it's it's a lot of Will, kills. I
0: got I got it. <laughs> Thank you so much for wanting to elaborate further on what the pun was. Thank you. So much you drink your mountain dew, all right? You sit back, yeah, chucklehead, Jesus. Turn kill penalty off. He's still laughing over there, guys. He's still laughing. Added CTF variant for Battle Creek. Whoo! That was it for those patch notes. But we're not done with the article yet, Will. We still got more to go. Trello issues status update. How you feeling there? He's still going, he's still going. To help keep players informed and up to date on the status of issues of importance to the MCC community, we have a public facing Trello board. Below, you'll find an update on some of the key issues the team has been investigating and working on. Regional matchmaking issues. With MCC's move to full-time dedicated servers for matchmaking, we heard that players in various less populated regions have had a difficult time matchmaking. Since the August update, the team has made a few configuration changes that have helped some players, but not everyone. In the latest update, we we are altering our network code so players who are located near low-population servers will now have access to a designated high-population server with the best available connection. To read all of the fine print, please take a look at this post here. Uh, A link will be included, obviously. We're eager to hear how these changes help players who are still encountering regional matchmaking issues. Please let us know. Please note that if you got a spotty connection or a high ping, you'll be able to connect to a dedicated server but your overall game experience may still be less than optimal depending on the amount of latency between your console and the server. Idle players in games. With this update, we are adding a feature to stop idle players from automatically queuing back into matchmaking again. If players are not active, they will not be removed from a game, but instead be removed from matchmaking searches by no longer queuing up for additional matches. Ranking exploit. A bug was found by the community after the August update where players could lose network connection and continue to rank up in Halo 2 Anniversary, Halo 3, and Halo 4. This has been fixed in this update. Halo 4 doesn't have a rank playlist. Just throwing that out there. Because if it did, I'd be playing the shit out of that even more. But it doesn't. Matchmaking peer-to-peer bug exploit. With the update in late August, we changed how hosting worked in matchmaking from peer-to-peer to to dedicated servers. However, a bug was found where, in very rare cases or through an exploit, the system would cause a matchmade game to fall back to a peer-to-peer model. We have isolated the code and altered it, so if a player is unable to connect to a dedicated server, you will no longer have any option to start a matchmade game in a peer-to-peer situation for host. Aim Sensitivity, or Feel We are continuing our efforts to investigate what players have been talking about regarding aiming aim sensitivity, and how it feels in-game. This particular issue is uniquely challenging because it is so subjective. While some players state that aiming and movement feels off, other players have given feedback that it feels better than ever. As far as the code is is concerned, there's nothing in there that would explain why the version in MCC feels better or worse than it did in the original title. The team has really been focused on making the MCC games as close to their original counterparts as possible, and they made a lot of great progress in this area. Beyond the game code itself, there are multiple factors that can contribute to how the game feels to players. One, each Halo game is fundamentally different, and each has its own unique nuances with regards to how it feels. In some cases, players may just not remember that Halo 3 always felt a little different and uses a different hit detection model for example. Moving between different Halo titles within MCC can make it feel extra noticeable when one or more games feel different, even more so if your point of reference is somewhere uh, something newer like Halo 4 or even Halo 5. Two, Your internet connection can have a big impact on how the game feels when playing online. Spotty Wi-Fi and high latency connections uh, to dedicated servers can definitely have a negative impact on your accuracy, timing, and overall feel of the game. Three. Some players are now playing these games with HDR enabled for the first time. Many TVs and monitors can experience higher than normal input latency with HDR enabled. We've spoken with a few players who've adjusted their TV settings. Most have a game mode that tends to reduce this latency and reported things feeling much better. And four. The game code may be nearly identical to the original, but the hardware is definitely not. The console, and more importantly, the controller, has many subtle and not-so-subtle differences between the different generations. The Xbox One controllers don't behave exactly the same as the Xbox 360 version did, particularly when it comes to the dead zones that games have to account for. We're not dismissing player reports around the control and feel of the games, but we did want to expand upon the complexities involved. Some have suggested that we should just add Halo 4's controller code to Halo 3, but it's far from that simple. We want to maintain the original integrity of the title, not completely change it. But also, there are plenty of players who do think that it feels fine as is, and wouldn't want a drastic change like that. Instead, the team would ideally like to cover... uh, Instead, the team would ideally like to offer even greater player customization options for control settings. The team has some prototypes already in our internal builds, and they're exploring options for adding a finer level of calibration and customization. Such a feature would give players the ability to have more control over sensitivity and aim acceleration in a future update. As we learn more, we will continue to update on this topic. Team Hardcore Suicide and Betrayal Penalties The game variant settings for the Team Hardcore playlist for Suicide and Betrayals has been updated in this patch. Once the build is live, we'll be updating the playlist to use these corrected game types. Bloodshots in Halo 2 and 3. Weapon and projectile uh, effects are largely client-side. Shots are executed on a server level and don't always mirror what is done client-side. Had a shot from a sniper rifle executed on the server exactly as it did in a client, what you see is what would happen. However, this isn't always the case and when it doesn't match, bloodshots come into play. Things diverge with network connections and clients using a different random seed than the host, which causes the calculated random error angle to be different and makes a precise sniper shot not be so precise when computed by the server. We are continuing to investigate this and identify areas of improvement to reduce blood shots. Elite's not dual wielding. These specific issues require a large code change, content data migration, and data to be rebuilt to uh, to update. This means the fix isn't trivial. A large update is required to address this. We have it on our radar and are looking to schedule it in some point where this work can align with other fixes that require the same assets to be rebuilt and not force multiple large updates. And finally, party and ranked matchmaking. We are continuing to investigate instances where players appear to be uh, matching groups that are outside of their team sizes, as well as players outside of the rank bounds set forth in ranked matchmaking. We will update this in the future when we have a targeted fix for this issue. So, with that means is that originally, ma- like in the insider build tests, right, I thought it was, if you were alone, you get matched up with other people who are alone. Apparently that's not the case right now, so matches could very well be lopsided, so be aware of that, and know that they're looking into it, and I hope that they fit- I- I don't know if I've had these issues. I don't know if I've experienced this because I normally play alone in MCC. And yeah, so we'll just have to wait and see. But I hope matches aren't too lopsided. Will just looked at the show notes and he was dumbfounded by how much more we got. Let's keep it rolling. In this article. Nameplates, Will! He got some more nameplates than the MCC! It's good stuff. So, here are the new ones that have been included. We have Fronk, which replaces the previous MVP nameplate. We have HCS Silver, which replaces the current HCS Pro nameplate. Cartographer, manually granted to players uh, whose content makes it into matchmaking. The 343 Fire, granted to players who appear in the 343 Community Spotlight. 343 Ice, which is granted to players who play with or against 343 during an official event. Community MVP, a very special and rare nameplate granted on a case-by-case basis. HCS Pro, granted to HCS Pros. Self-explanatory. MCC Insider Participant, a nameplate for those who played in MCC Insider. And finally, MCC Insider Plus, which is a nameplate for those in the MCC Insider program who played a lot of MCC Insider. I did not get that one, unfortunately. I didn't play too much. Looking Ahead... As excited as we are to get this latest patch into your hands, rest assured that the team is far from done working on MCC. As we've em- mentioned previously, more fixes, improvements, and even new features are still on the docket for future updates. In addition to some of the items not noted above, like expanded controller setting options, the team is still working on bringing a robust custom game browser to MCC, updating the post-game carnage report, UI updates, and more. Additionally, based on player suggestions, the team is also exploring what a quote-unquote mixtape matchmaking spec might entail for MCC that lets players pick and choose the maps and modes they want to play. Meanwhile, we're continuing to monitor the game closely and reading through all the feedback players are giving to identify additional bugs and areas of improvement. Eventually, the public test realm will reopen for business and will enable an insider-type build for MCC that lets players help us test these features as they're being developed and iterated on. Stay tuned at Halo and Halo Waypoint for more information in the coming weeks. We already talked about it before. We'll talk about it real quick. Xbox Games Pass. It's in there. MCC is in there. And there's a quest going on right now. There are three objectives. Complete them and you have a chance at winning a custom Halo MCC, Xbox One X console. And you also get like a $5 certificate that when they shove ODST in your face, you can buy it. For only 5 bucks. So yeah. Uh, basically the only other stuff that's in this article is they have like an interview with the individual, one of the individuals responsible for putting blind, the blind skull in Halo 1. So go ahead and check that out. Everything else we talk about, well, everything else we talked about is in that article. We'll include a link. You can read the rest of it. Will, that does it for our regular news you know what it's time for? It's time for some competitive news. And guess what? We only have one piece. And it's not really a news story, but we're going to talk about it real quick. Like, so, well, you know, there's a game coming out. Okay. It's coming out in like about a couple weeks now. It's kind of, it's another big first person shooter. It's like, it's like the Call of Duties of the Black Ops 4s, right? Yeah. 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 So they had a live stream. Now, I know we're a Halo podcast, but we got to show credit where credit is due, right? They had a live stream showing what their Call of Duty World League is going to be for the next season. Okay? Of Black Ops 4. Yep. And it looks incredible. I I highly recommend you you guys go out and watch that live stream. You can see all the events that are going to be taking place. The prize pool. Uh, They announced that instead of 4v4, it's 5v5. So on and so forth. Now... Why does this pertain to us, though? Because we're a Halo Esports podcast. Well, let me tell you. Some pros, some old Halo pros, new Halo pros, doesn't matter. Some Halo pros are not necessarily jumping ship, but they're moving over to Call of Duty um, for at least the time being. Whether or not they come back for Halo Infinite, that's kind of up in the air. We're not going to speculate. That's up to them. But... As of right now, we have confirmed people that are moving on to Call of Duty: Black Ops 4 for the time being. Those include Jimbo, So Snaky, Suspector, and Kratos. We wish you all the best of luck, and uh, obviously, we hope you guys come back when Halo Infinite releases, or if there's older Halo tournaments, we hope you come back as well. Get the fuck on in there, Will. Mm-hmm. We're almost done with the news. I got one more piece for you. We got some Europa Halo news to talk about. The no team needed with a twist. Tournament information has been announced. We talked about it a little bit before. Will went through the rosters earlier in the show. I got some final information for you. It's a 4v4 Halo 5 tournament. It takes place this weekend, Sunday, September 30th, We'll include a link to the bracket in the show notes, and the rules are as follows. Winner's bracket rounds 1, 2, and 3 are best of 3. Loser's bracket rounds 1, 2, 3, and 4 are best of 3. Winner's bracket final is a best of 5. Loser's bracket final is a best of 5. And the grand final is a best of 7.
1: And for those who don't know, the reason it's called No Team Needed with a Twist, and yet it's still a 4v4, is because I believe teams were selected randomly.
0: Yes. There was a live draw yes, that was on uh, Europa Halo's Twitch channel. And it was awesome. And I, I love this idea. We, we talked about it at length before, but this is a great idea for a tournament. But that's not the only piece of Europa Halo news we got, Will. Because they announced another tournament. The European Halo Championship! Tournament has been announced. It is open to all European nations and players... Countries can have A, B, and C squads. There's a player and pro limit restriction in place. In other words, there is one quote-unquote pro player per country's team. The tournament's going to take place October-November of this year. And there's a link to sign up as well that we'll include in the show notes. Now, the other thing to note here is that while it states open to all European nations and players, Europa Halo has been on the Twitter talking about potentially including some other regions as well. So if you're interested, check out the link in the show notes and uh, potentially sign up. Will, boom shakalaka, that's it for the news. But, uh, you you got, we got something for you, Will. Do I get to read the scrims? You get to read the scrims. Do it up, sir.
1: There are no scrims. There's nothing. Nothing. (laughs) <laughs> Nobody scrimmed. Nothing we could find by it. that happened over the last week.
0: I think when, teams are just taking a break.
1: Yeah, teams. Hopefully, players are individually playing.
0: <laughs> we just played footsie there, like for <laughs> it was a split second. We've got long legs. I
1: stretched out my feet under the desk, and Josh's feet were already there.
0: It's okay. It's okay. But you know what? Well, while there may not have been any scrims, we did have some tournaments to talk about. And would you do me a favor? I read through that giant ass fucking article. Will you do me a favor and
1: read through what we got for this first part of the tournaments? All right. So we're gonna start off by talking about the American Griffball League of America Fall League 2018 Week One results. What a title! Here we go. Um, Bomb Squad went up against Legacy. Game one was five to four. Bomb Squad. Game two, five to three. Bomb Squad. For a series score of 2-0, going to Bomb Squad. We then had No Cap go up against Nobility. Game 1 was 5-1, No Cap. Game 2, 5-4, No Cap. For a series score of 2-0, going to No Cap. Here we go. One-Hit Wonders up against Notorious. Game 1 was a 5-0, going to One-Hit Wonders. Second game, 5-3, One-Hit Wonders. One-Hit Wonders win, 2-0. Next up, we had One-Hit Wonders take on a Orphanage of Troubled Teens, Game 1, went 5-1 to Orphanage of Troubled Teens. Game 2, 5-1, one-hit wonders. Game 3, 5-0, one-hit wonders for a series score of 2-1, going to one-hit wonders. Next, we had No Cap go up against Corrupt. Game 1 was 5-2 to No Cap. Game 2, 5-2 to No Cap for a series score of 2-0 to No Cap. Then we had Legacy versus Orphanage of Troubled Teens. Series score was 2 0. Games went 5 0 Legacy, 5 1 Legacy. A lot, of, um, a lot of sweeps. Only one series not being a sweep. Um, VODs will be included if you are interested in checking out these games.
0: Yes. Now, that first series, the Bomb Squad versus Legacy one, those games were pretty close.
1: Yeah, five four and five three.
0: Yeah, and then the game two of the no cap versus nobility, five four. There were some close games, but yeah, there were a lot of sweeps. So hopefully as this league continues to progress week in, week out, we have some of these closer matches coming to the fray. hmm So
1: Real, matches to look ahead to. Yes. Um on Monday which is today, the day we record. So they're already out there. Go check out the VODs if you can find them. Legacy is going up against the Vanguard team, which we hadn't heard from yet. Corrupt is going up against Notorious. On Tuesday, September 25th, the day this airs, Bomb Squad is going up against One-Hit Wonders, Notorious up against No Cap. On Wednesday, we have Bomb Squad versus Corrupt, One-Hit Wonders versus Legacy, NSFW versus Nobility. On Thursday, NSFW versus Legacy, Notorious versus Orphanage. Of troubled teens, and then on Friday we have Corrupt versus Legacy. So a lot of matches coming down the line here. We'll be reporting on them next week. So look, looking forward to those.
0: Of course, I think this league is great. To be completely honest, something that we haven't seen. I mean, they've had these leagues in the past. We just haven't been able to cover it because, yeah, it's good stuff. All right, we got some other tournaments to talk about. The Esports Bar KC Halo Three Two v Two tournament took place. Also in collaboration with Midwest Esports. Gotta shout them out as well. First place went to Team 2X, which consisted of Nick Gast and Jake Middleton. Taking home $70. Congratulations to you guys. Second place going to Team OG. Uh, not not the, the Dota 2 winners. You know, yeah. John Daters and AJ Juarez. Taking home $30. Congratulations to you guys. Third place going to Team Dutes. That's a like that name. Oh, no. Will, can you read that last name? I'm going to fuck it up.
1: So third place going to Team Dudes with Matt Giuseppe and Jacob Murdoch.
0: We're going to go with whatever the fuck you said. Gillespie? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> See, this is exactly why I didn't want to say yeah. it. Like, I'm going I'm go to go
1: with Gillespie. All
0: right. Sounds good to me. Then we have the Beyond Astro Spartan September Halo 5 free for all tournament recap. First place going to Tapping Buttons, a man who we've seen come back up into the conversation for a few weeks here, taking on 500 buckaroos. There'll be a link to the bracket as well in the show notes. Congratulations, Tapping Buttons. I saw you. I don't know if you listen to this show, my man, but I saw you throwing some shade on the Twitters to your competitors. It was really just to one person, but that's another story for another day. You can go ahead and look up those tweets if you want to. Then we had the Team Respawn September 1v1 Halo Wars Champions League Tournament results, which took place actually on September 9th. So I forgot about this one. This one's on me, but I found the information and we got it for you right here. First place going to Almirante, 99. Second place going to Deluxe Swing, 2374. Third place going to Cars and Cameras. There will be a bracket included. And the other Halo Wars tournament that took place was the banished Halo Wars Champions League Season 2 Tournament Number 2, which took place on September 22nd. A lot of twos. First place going again to Almirante, 99. Second place going to... Again, Deluxe Swing 2374. And third place going to, not again, Mike Beeston, who won last season. Staying at the top. Yep. So we'll see if he can uh, remain. We'll see if he can get back up into that second, maybe first place position. Brack will be included as well. Oh, well, we made it. That we did. This is it, ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for, the moment where Will uses his immaculate production skills and cuts to our interview with the one and only Mark Onset Hatcher. And without further ado, we present to you that interview. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to our very first interview for HCS Pro Talk featuring none other than Mark Onset Hatcher. Mark, how are you today?
2: I'm excited to be here, man. Uh, thank you to you guys for having me on. It's, it's always good to talk Halo with people. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me.
0: Not a problem at all. And actually, not just Halo. We're going to talk about some of your personal life as well, if you don't mind. Oh,
2: no. Because, okay.
0: Well, I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's, all fun. it's all fun and games when we all talk about Halo and whatnot. But uh, what a lot of people don't know is a lot of other aspects about the individual's life when it comes to casting Halo or whatever it may be. So okay. that's kind of what we want to try to provide as well. So I'm nervous
2: now I'm nervous.
0: <laughs> we put out a couple, uh, we put out a poll on Twitter asking, yes. since we knew you, we were going to have you on the show, what people were interested in asking you from their perspective. So let's, just get started with a simple question that everybody has a story so what is yours how did the name onset come about
2: uh it was there's no interesting story behind it i'm afraid there's no excitingness i i liked short gamer tags. uh there was a player who used to play in europe that you might remember from halo 3 called reaction and yes. i really liked his game tag the one word um and i just picked onset because i thought it sounded cool <laughs> that's literally it there's no like isn't no like crazy backstory or like you know there's nothing behind it. There's no acronym or anything. It's just it's just I thought it sounded cool.
0: <laughs> well, lucky for you it does sound cool. So thank you. you and and lucky for you, you don't share a name with a pro like Lethal and Lethal. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well the
2: original Lethal's the EU guy. Well, I, mean, oh, we'll I, know.
0: I know. <laughs> uh all right. So I'm probably gonna get this wrong. Actually, I know I'm gonna get this wrong, but I but here we go. Uh, Max and I think Ollie on Twitter ask why is Mark called Mark and not
2: Mark-u-ni-u-i-u? Uh so these oh, so this is Max and Ollie uh, Max used to work for Gfinity and Ollie does um, and for some reason they were on a night out once and they decided that I should be called Markunio <laughs> instead <laughs> of Mark that's amazing. But every time that I see those guys, I'll be like, hello, boys. And they will go, my And that's it. So there's, again, there's no real reason behind it. It's just Max being weird. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I think that makes it more amazing that there's no reason behind it. It just happened. No, no, no. That's pretty much that's how a lot of things at Gfinity are.
0: <laughs> that is incredible. All right. Uh, so we creeped through your Instagram and Twitter feeds. Okay. Okay. And we noticed a trend with the fitness. Yes. So we're wondering what is your workout routine and do you have any tips and tricks for those looking to start getting more in shape?
1: Mainly because um, we're
2: scrawny scraggly dudes here. We need something. <laughs> we are indeed. Yeah, I I used to be a scrawny straggly dude as well. Um I started I've always like I've always been into like I've always played sport when I was younger. I played sport to a quite a high level. Like I was a, a county cricketer. I used to play adult cricket when I was 12 years old. Um like and the equivalent equivalent of county cricket it's kind of like club football over here. Um, I used to play uh, county football. Uh, you know, I was, I was an all round sportsman. Um, and I was always into my fitness and stuff. And then I went to university and uh, got into the kind of the standard routine of, you know, drinking too much and not sleeping enough. And I just felt a bit poop, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one of my friends who I went to university with went to the gym and I started going with him and I really enjoyed it. And then I had like a couple of years break when I got like a job. and. And stuff like that, and then I really got back into it because one of my friends is a is a personal trainer who actually owns the gym where I go, um, and I, I kind of decided that I needed to improve my physical fitness, and it gave me it gave me something to do away from gaming because it can be quite. I'm sure everybody knows, like you can get very like I was playing a lot of Halo, I was getting very obsessive about Halo even before I was casting. You know, I was a I was a pretty good Halo player myself in Europe. Um, and it kind of does take over your life, especially when you're working. Like I used to work a job where I'd have to be in the office at 7. A.M. Um, I was taking phone calls from six on my way in. I didn't get back to eight or nine. I'd get straight online and I'd scrim. Um, and I had no release whatsoever from it and then starting to go to the gym and get into fitness, it really gave me that release and that sense of, uh, like a target something to to keep improving at because that's kind of how I work like with anything I do whether it's work whether it's you know being in the gym I need something to work to to give myself the motivation to get better um so with the gym it just became you know I went with with my friend and we started you know lifting weights and whatnot and you know I'm not saying that I'm you know I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger or anything like don't get me wrong but it's it's a real release for me from work um and the stresses of everyday life and I absolutely love it because it's it's all on you as well. Like it's all on you. You could put a pair of headphones on. If you don't go to the gym, that's on you. If you go to the gym and you put in a good session, you feel amazing. And it's a really good way to sort of not only physically feel better about yourself, but really helps you, you mentally escape the kind of daily rigmarole and it just keeps you fresh and it makes you happy. So that's why, that's why, that's why I go to the gym anyway. Um, and I, I, would recommend anyone else who, who, would like to go and just uh, take that first step and just just step in the gym, man. Like everyone's nice in the gym. There's no scary people in the gym. The the biggest people in the gym are using the nicest people in there as well. So like it can be intimidating the first time you go, but everyone's trying to do the same thing in there. So just get yourself down there, get your butt down there, and start lifting some stuff up and down again.
0: <laughs> awesome. That's a great answer. All right. What does a day in the life of Mark Hatcher look like?
2: Oh God. Is there a day in the life? It could be different every day. Um Give us in a Japan. typical
0: work day. Give us a typical work day.
2: Okay. So, wake up. Uh, if I go into the office, or say say the week, we'll, we'll take the week before London, for example, is probably a good one because there's some kind of relative things to, to what people might be interested in. So, I wake up. Uh, I, I don't actually live in London myself, I live a couple of hours away. Um, So, I'll drive in, get the tube, blah, 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 get to work. And then, for the, like the lead up to London, was all about helping with the writing of the show, uh, writing scripts for our content. Uh, contacting players and preparing them for the content um, having the conversations with them so it's not a shock to them when there are certain questions and they can kind of prepare themselves and know that they're going to have interviews because that's quite a big thing like to make people feel comfortable about what being on camera is as important as what you're going to ask them because you get a more real response from them so uh, myself and, and Lottie sort of sat down and we we were in charge of writing all the content the scripts for it the questions um getting everything organized working with the producers of the pieces on the feel of how we wanted it to be and how we want it to look um and things like that and then that takes up a lot of the day to be honest with you and then you're helping write the run of show as well with the with, with the the lead producers and the director of the shows um it, it, i'm like a real perfectionist to the point where i become annoying at work as well especially with halo like uh, my my bosses will tell you that like, I want to watch everything. Like I want to watch every single piece of content that's been made. I want to watch every single VT that's made, but just to make sure that it fits Halo, that it feels Halo and represents it. Right. So I'm kind of nosing over people's shoulders and making sure that everything's going right. And um, then, you know, you're watching a, a lot of previous tournament as well and making a lot of notes on myself and what I can improve on as a caster and what I want to add to my casting for the next event. And, I think that's one thing that maybe a lot of people don't do that they should do is be constantly self-critical. And that can involve looking back in Twitch chats and, you know, it's a horrible thing to do sometimes because, you know, Twitch chats don't hold back, but I always feel the best way to improve is listen to your harshest critics. So, um, yeah, kind of taking that on the chin and what you can do better, adding one or two things you want to add to your casting for the next event. Um, And then just practicing as well, like practicing in front of a mirror, practicing my, like I was doing a lot of interviews this time and I'm, I've never been particularly confident in doing that. So practicing interviews in front of the mirror, how you look, how you're handling a microphone, like really small things you probably don't think about. Um, Sort of watching a show that I kind of take to an extreme of sense in some senses. Um, And another thing that I try and do before events is, is talk to players a lot. Like, talk to them as much as I possibly can from all teams to get their views on what's going on into this event, how their team is feeling, who to look out for, who's playing well, um, their thoughts on new game types, anything that they've picked up. Like it's just getting, you've got to think like every single piece of information you can gather from someone else is going to make your own game better. So yeah, I mean, that's a kind of, that was a day in the build-up to London. Um, And then I'd probably sleep at some point after going to the gym.
0: (laughs) Well, for mm-hmm. what it's worth, you're doing a great job in this interview so far. So I don't think you're doing, I don't think you have bad interviews. I'm, just
2: give that. <laughs> I'm, bad, at, I'm bad at asking questions in interviews. Like, I'm bad at okay. your job. You guys oh, are really no, good. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm bad at my job. Yeah, um, it's, it's something I need to work on, so.
0: So we didn't have this one noted down, but I'm going to ask anyway. What is, like, a soundtrack to go with, like, a day in the life of Mark Hatcher? <laughs> uh,
2: I, don't, I have quite an eclectic mix of music uh, in my playlist. What's your gym playlist right now? Uh I'll, I'll bring it up, hold on. There's some Distillers on there, there's some Jimmy Eat World. It's it's actually like this is a bit like how I talk about I'm a bit of a like stick for being uh, having certain like things organized. My actual gym playlist is organized by like an intensity playlist. That's awesome. <laughs> so like the, the further into my uh like my workout, the the heavier the music gets. So it starts starts off with some pop punk and like as I say, like distillers, Dead Kennedys, things like that, and then it kind of gets into like some heavier stuff towards the end. So you know, it's it's all good. But like my favorite band in the world is Radiohead, which is the complete opposite of that. So you know, I love chilling out to that sort of music as well.
1: That's awesome. Will's the music guy over here, so yeah, I'm 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 big on pop punk, and yeah, I listen to listen to tons of music. I play guitar, so yeah,
2: yeah. So do I. I play a lot of guitar. Something that people may not know about me.
1: Yeah, we saw the the picture on
0: Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, about the guitar you got for your birthday. I think was that it. Yeah,
2: that was uh, that was a gift from uh, Ali, our head of league, uh, one of our league ops guys, and Lottie. They got together and they bought me a guitar because I broke my guitar that I had had for years, and it was like a real personal thing to me. It fell up, it fell over in the night, and the neck snapped. Oh, oh. no! And I woke up, and it it was kind of I had that guitar for like 12 years, um, and it was pretty devastating. So they because they're amazing people they together and bought me a new one which was yeah it was pretty amazing of them
1: that's great that's That's great that that they did that
0: all right so these are going to be some like blanket questions uh okay it it, i i I imagine people want to know about this so what's your favorite thing about america
2: the food man the food is just my problem when i go to america is that i can't say no to the food like i can't like i try really hard to be healthy When I'm over there, like if we go for breakfast, like everyone will go out and have like French toast and stuff like that. And I'll just have like an omelet with like meat in, but then I have to have like a side of pancakes or something just because it's so good. Like I can't, it's so hard for me to like turn it down. It's too damn nice. It's okay. We can't say no either. We live here. (laughs) Yeah. it's, It's just, it's too easy to get food as well. Like everything's like right next to wherever you are. It's, it's crazy. All
0: right. What is your least favorite thing about America?
2: Uh i don't want to get political <laughs> okay. i would say the the only thing that i don't like about america is is how tired i feel at events a lot of the time like it's a real struggle like it's only when you get to kind of the saturday and sunday that i feel like i'm myself um because of the time difference like you don't realize how much even if you have like a normal sleep on the first night the travel just completely kills you and i think like all the north american guys who came over can kind of to london will attest to that now that they've gone back the other way um it really does mess with you because you try and kind of organize your sleep before. Well, I do anyway, before you leave so that you can kind of maybe sleep on the flight and that will kind of get you kind of on the right time, but you never get proper sleep on a flight. So I don't know. It's, it's quite, you try and do a lot when you're there as well. Like you obviously got the event to prepare for, but you also try and like enjoy the city that I'm in and go out and eat some places and like hang with people. So, um, yeah, it's just the, the constant feeling of like tiredness, but not, wanting to sleep because you want to experience as much as you can so i'd say that i'd say that
0: i'm glad that the north american uh pro players had a chance to go over to your guys's side of the woods because then they finally got to experience that and have yeah, to deal with it just like you did
2: i think they were all okay with it i was really happy with the north americans uh pros and all the players that came over Like they p- completely embraced london as well like they all went out and went travel um like sightseeing and stuff and That's the one thing that I regretted from my first few events in America because I was so tired was not going out and experiencing the city and kind of remembering it because it's so easy to fly over, go to the hotel, go to the event, go to the hotel, and then before you know it, you're back home and you're like, did that even happen? So it's one thing that I try and do, and I think all of the the NA guys are, you know, some of them stayed out here for an extra week and went into Europe, et cetera, and I think that was really, really cool that they did that because we're all incredibly lucky to like travel and do what we do, so we've got to make the most of it when we can.
0: What is your favorite thing about Europe?
2: Um, It's the weird thing is whenever I go to America and come back, I forget how beautiful the place that we live is. And that's like aesthetically, it's just, I think we're very lucky. Like, especially in England, like you get back and you realize like how important, how lovely like all the greenery is. And like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just home, isn't it? Like the UK is home. And when you're home, you kind of feel, Makes you feel warm inside, so yeah, I, you know, I love Europe because it's home. I think it's the best way to say.
0: Great answer. And then, what's your least favorite thing about England?
2: Uh, the lack of American food. <laughs> <There you laughs> Back go. to the food. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big. Uh, I do like food, as you can probably tell. Uh, my least favorite thing about the UK, um I don't know. Like a lot of people moan about the weather, but I love UK weather. Like we can have. Every single type of weather in a year, and I think it's that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe sometimes like people can be a bit grumpy because of the weather, but you know it's understandable if it rains for three weeks, people get a bit grumpy, but yeah, it's, it's all fine. Everyone's happy. Yeah, in Minnesota, we
0: uh, we get every season during the year as well. It just feels that like the winters drag on a little bit too long, but yeah, that's just us.
2: Yeah, all sometimes right. sometimes it can a little bit. <laughs>
0: For the last semi-personal question here. So everybody yeah. has difficult days and you talked about working out and whatnot. Um, what keeps you motivated through the dark times?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't see before I started casting, like I haven't been in any, e- I've been in esports for like, I'd say two years now, which, you know, I'm 30 years old, which a lot of people don't realize as well. Um, and I worked, as I say before, I worked jobs that were horrendous hours, like ridiculous stress and, you know, really, really did take their toll on me. Um, and it doesn't take me a lot to be motivated now because you have, you, you realize how lucky you are to be doing what you're doing and working alongside some incredible people while you're doing it. So like sometimes like you hear people moaning like, oh, cool times this, and it's like, dude, your, your cool time is this to do an amazing thing. Like, and it's, it's, I also have a drive to be, as I say, I come from a very competitive background of sports, etc., and things like that. So I've always got the drive to be better at what I do and be the best at what I do. And I think that kind of internal motivation has always been there. Um Because I always think like you, you make, in life, you make things happen for yourself. And, like there's no such thing as luck. Um, You know, I, you've got to remember before I was, i've been really really fortunate the last few events of halo to be casting the grand finals you have to remember like a year ago or so i didn't i wasn't involved with any of the north american events whatsoever um and instead of sitting back and kind of moping about it i just got a chip on my shoulder and was like okay i need to be that much better than other you know i need to prove myself to that standard where i can't be ignored anymore and i think that's the way that i've always approached things it's kind of like if someone says no to me, I'm going to ask them why they say no. And then I'm going to address those points and prove them wrong. So I kind of, I don't know. Motivation is not too hard for me. If someone says no, and then I kind of don't take no for an answer. So yeah. Like, is that an answer? Is that, is that what you, an answer to your question? Kinda? That is
0: absolutely yes. an answer to the question.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think people just got to like nothing. You can't just wait for things to come to you. You have to go and get them. Like it's just, it's just the same with anything. If you want something to happen, you got to go and make it happen because people aren't going to come to you out of nowhere and ask you to do something. You've just gotta you gotta keep knocking on the door.
0: That is a great answer. Alright, yeah. so let's talk about some occupational stuff, shall we? Okay. So you were a Halo 3 competitor and now an esports caster for Fan. When did you know you could make a career out of video games? And what advice would you give to those who were serious about getting involved within the scene?
2: Uh honestly, I never thought I'd be able to make a career out of video games. As I say, like Going back to what I said previously, like, I feel incredibly lucky every day that I get to do what I do. Um, the moment, I mean, how I got my job was quite a strange story. In the fact that I actually got made redundant from a job. Um, I was working for uh, a friend's dad uh, in sales. Uh, and I lo- basically, you know, they didn't have a very good time. They had to lay off some stuff. And I was last one in, first one out. And in that time, Gfinity, I, I put a tweet out on Twitter saying, you know, unfortunately, I'll be made redundant, um, which is quite strange to me because I, I usually try and keep my personal life to myself. But um, then Gfinity got in contact and I'm like, oh, can you come down? And it was, the I think it was the day after I'd had another interview for a job and accepted that and been offered the job and had a start date and stuff. And um, anyway, so I had the interview, we, we we talked about what their plans were, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then I was literally two days away from my start date for the job I'd accepted and that Gfinity turned around and and offered me a a full-time job, which was kind of, you know, weird, to be honest with you. Like it was, it was, it was a dream come true. And, you know, it was, it was a big decision because it was a lot of travel and like it was, you know, the job that I had taken previously was like a really, really good job. Like it, it, you know, monetary wise, it was, it was fantastic, but, the opportunity to work and do something that you love on a daily basis. It doesn't matter how much you're paid. It's, you know, it, it's money's money, but the opportunity to get up and talk about video games every day, you just can't turn, turn down. But, um, as far as, um, advice to people who want to get into video games, um, and into esports is again, you have to, you have to do things off your own back. No one is going to offer you something. No one is going to come to you and offer you something if you're not proving yourself to want it enough. Because there's a lot of, like, how competitive is the market for people who want to get into esports? Like, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, everyone wants to work in esports, but people don't realize how hard work it is. Being in esports doesn't mean you're playing video games all the time. Like, being in esports, you're, like, if you work for a tournament organizer, you're essentially an event organizer. Um, if you're a member of talent, you're only a member of talent when you're on camera. There's a lot of time that you're not on camera and you're not doing, you know, the things that you you would want to do every day. Um, So, you know, I can only give advice based off what I did, um, which is, you know, I I took the advantage of when the Pro League was out in Europe, um, ESL weren't streaming the second day of it. So I produced it all myself and I casted it all myself and I organized all the teams into a schedule and I got co-casters on um luckily like a massive thanks to people like Walshi Ryanob and Spartan who all did it from their in their own time without you know any payment um for coming on and and from there you you get an opportunity or two um and you you reach out to people that's the thing you've gotta reach out to people you gotta you gotta find the people to talk to and my first uh the first Halo world championships I did not expect to get. Uh, I think so, basically someone wasn't available who they wanted to do it. And I got asked to do the 2016 Halo World Champions like two weeks before the event, which was crazy like to get asked that. And when I was there, I, I felt it was a very surreal experience. And I tried to do the best job I could, but I felt like I was incredibly underprepared at that point in my career for such a big event. Um, but from then on, you know, I worked really hard and did what I did. But the, the advice that I'd give to people is... Don't wait for things to happen for you. Do as much as you can and get yourself out there and make content. And I mean, look at, do you know who's a great example of making something happen for yourself recently in Halo 5? Is, cool. is Shyway. I mean, well, everyone's, talking, it. everyone's talking about him. And why? It's not because he was randomly given an opportunity. It's because he's done everything off his own back and he's proven what he can add to, to a broadcast. And I take my hat off to him because that's the attitude you need to have. That's the attitude you need to have. The first North American event I got asked to do afterwards, um, after Worlds, which was you know after a year or so, like I I took a massive massive pay cut for it, like, and I'm not I don't you know I had to take the opportunity. Yes. Um, the flights that I took there, I, I I traveled. It was the cheapest possible flight to get there to save the company money to get me out there. I had to travel, so this was my flight out. I flew from London to uh germany which is the opposite direction to amsterdam so two flights in i'm actually further away from when i started uh to america and then there was an internal flight after that so it was four different flights i was flying for like 26 hours just for the chance to go and talk about halo in america so you just gotta like any opportunity you're given you just have to make the most of and just do stuff off your own back man and if you keep at it you the chance the opportunities will come
0: a great answer and my voice just cracked but that's
2: okay <laughs> <laughs> my voice has been ropey all this week since London it's been kind of getting that Barry White vibe at the moment
0: <laughs> no you were you were 100% correct and exactly like what Shyway's been doing and then I believe it was a while ago and I think it was you who put out a tweet that said something in regards of uh, you, if you want something you got to reach out like that you have to be the one that starts it you know yeah and yes it's so exactly name, but-
2: same, same in anything, any, any situation in life. If you want something, you got to go and get it. No one's going to come and give it to you for no reason. That's right. It sounds or, very cliche, doesn't it? But it's just true. It really <laughs> well, is just true.
0: That's the thing. If, if everyone's saying it, there has to be some merit to it, right? Yeah, of course. All right. Phoebe Miles on Twitter asks, besides casting events, what else do you do behind the scenes that us as viewers might not know about during an event? And then branching off that question, what would you say is the most difficult aspects of esports casting? So we know we already talked about how you were writing scripts, you were getting schedules made, so on and so forth. If you want to elaborate further on that, uh,
2: so we'll take London as for an example of what I was doing. Uh, so I was at the event two days early, obviously do, like well, a week early. Sorry, um, doing all of that stuff, and and then at the event itself, um, when I'm not on camera, I am organizing all the content, the players, shooting content, helping with edits. Um, And then running back down, like trying watching the broadcast as well. Um, That's one thing that people don't realize is how intensely, like all of the other. I don't watch games when they're not on camera because it's our job to create storylines from that and discuss it. Um, We look at stats. Um, One person I need to give a shout out for for like working so hard on statistics between games and from series is Dan Gaskin. That guy is the best as far as Halo casters are concerned at statistics and bringing statistics into his commentary. Um, but you're looking at that. Um, and then when the event's done, you're obviously, you know, discussing with the producers what could have been done better, what we need to improve on for tomorrow. Um so you're just constantly on the go. You really are constantly on the go. Um and obviously you're making sure, like I I took it upon myself in London, to like make sure all the all the players who were visiting were happy as well. So speaking to all players and like if they had any problems trying to put them in touch with the right people. Uh kind of like also making sure they're having a good time and and taking advantage of you know what they had around them and suggesting places for them to go and it sounds like a really small thing and like something you'd be like oh yeah that's just you having a chat with people but it's like it's 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 a conscious decision to make sure that everyone who came to London will remember London for being an amazing event and an amazing time for them and that's exactly the like environment we wanted to create so I think it was I think it was a really important thing to do that kind of might seem like an obvious thing to do but without it you don't i don't feel like some of the players would have had the good experience that they seem to have had um and then the other part was what's the hardest part of casting right yes um ugh. for me it's pacing and what i mean by pacing is making the big moments in matches sit feel like big moments and not over hyping things that Aren't important to the outcome of a match. Like, for example, if you if you watch me and Andy cast, because we have a lot of conversations about our casts and how to improve and what we want to do better, it's you'll see like someone hit like a really nice snipe. And we won't just both go, oh my god, like what an incredible snipe. Like, we try and take that snipe into the context of the match. Like if it's just you know his last it's a 2v3 situation and he hits a headshot like it doesn't change too much in the flow of a match it's just it's just a good shot whereas if someone picks up like a clutch double kill which is just like in a position then you have to hype that moment you have to sell that moment um and obviously you want to build the momentum towards the end of the game and it's kind of yeah you want to take people on a journey and tell a story throughout it so it's the pacing of your casting you don't want to you know exhaust yourself early on and make everything seem like it's amazing because if you if you if you go into a cast with too much hype constantly it it, it devalues the big moments that you need to be hyped and like made exciting so that's why i I find that the hardest because sometimes you get carried away because i'm a fan of halo at the end of the day like if i see someone hit a headshot i want to be excited about it but you kind of have to hold yourself back sometimes so that you can let yourself go at other times
0: that's fantastic, and then if you were not a caster for Gfinity, what yeah. would you see yourself doing right now?
2: I don't know being a very sad man i don't uh, know I don't know. <laughs> I don't know man i probably doing what I was doing before um and trying to find a way into eSports but yeah, you know, I don't. I don't. I don't want to think about what I wouldn't be doing. I want to think about what I'm going to be doing in, you know, two three years time. That's that's the way I look at it. You can't look at the negative of what could happen if I'm not doing this, or you know, I, at the end of the day, I am doing this, and I want to make make the most of it while I'm doing it. So that's that's how I kind of look at that. So turn the question around a little bit. All
0: right. So in two years time, you're going to be the CEO of Gfinity. We're expecting it. So just giving you a heads up there. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I was going to say two years, but you know.
0: Oh. <laughs>
2: let's go let's go there's no chance there's no chance that paul king's like that sorry paul Kent's letting that happen so don't worry about it it's fine.
0: <laughs> <coughs> all right so we're a halo esports podcast let's talk about some halo okay uh what or who got you into halo for the first time
2: uh my best friend uh called jonathan Starnes. we i went around his house and him and his brother were playing halo one on the xbox and i just fell in love with it i fell in love with the game we used to play it for hours co-op you know legendary was the hardest thing in the world play campaigns i remember and i'm not advocating this anyone who's listening who might be a bit younger uh i remember bunking off of college so that we could go do you remember like in i don't know if it had in the states but over here like in the in game shops uh they would have like the standalone things when new games were coming out so you could play them like like we used to bunk off and like hog halo 2 uh, (laughs) um and not let other people on it um and then i got into the multiplayer side of things in halo 2 so yeah jonathan stans is the man to give a shout out to for that
1: that's I, awesome i hear a lot of people kind of have that same first experience with halo where someone else had invited them to come over to play and then they yeah. just fall in love with the game that's exactly what happened to me um the first time i ever played halo was um i was at a friend's birthday party junior high um he had everyone bring over their xbox 360 i believe it was on halo Ooh. 2 was on 360 yeah yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, they set up a giant LAN and we had a tournament. I was horrible because it was my first time playing, but yeah, giant LAN event was my first experience. It was it was amazing. It's really
2: crazy as well. Like I look, I look back on the the really cool thing about Halo is like the people who got. I got into competitive like I played like hardcore in Halo Two, but not like hardcore if you know what I mean. Like I I would play it because I enjoyed it, but Halo Three um obviously watching loads of halo 2 mlg events and, and the halo 3 mlg events and then there was a group on the on the halo 3 forums who set up like a mlg customs like a uk one and i still play with those guys like it's really crazy it it's, must be like 10 years now 11 years that i've known these people and really randomly there's one guy who we have been like really close that whole time we'd never met each other and then we went to a blink 182 concert like a year ago together. Cause he had a spare ticket and it was the first time I'd met him. And it was just the coolest experience. Like I've known this guy for like 10 years and I've never met him. And now we're going to watch like a concert together. And it was just, uh, that's one thing that I love about Halo and video games is like, you can make friends that you would have never have made before. It's, it's, it's awesome though.
0: It's so fantastic. And then, I'm guaranteed the answer is going to be yes. So I'm going to ask a time frame question. How often do you go back and watch those old MLG Halo 2 and Halo 3 tournaments?
2: Uh, Honestly, every single night. Reason being, I can't fall asleep without noise in the background. So I always put my phone on and I put the timer on my phone for 30 minutes to turn off. And I put on, uh, I still search for Mr. Global HD. Which yes, by the way, if you yes. if you search, if you search on YouTube, some really weird videos come up. If you search Mr. Glow Works, <laughs> like bodybuilding competitions and stuff. And I'm like, dude, that's I don't want people to look through my search history. But like, <laughs> yeah, I'll put that on and you know, I love watching the old straight uh ripping uh games and like Final Boss games. And those teams were they were amazing. Like the old Halo 2 competitions, anything, man, like it's pretty weird, like to fall asleep to pocket shockwave and Gandhi every night. I'm sure that they don't realize that happens, but you know, <laughs> one of the things it does. <laughs> one of the things
0: I was dreaming of was uh, so they had Farouk come back during that uh, half Halo half years MLG tournament yeah. for New Orleans, right? And um, when Farouk came on stage and said "Lock it up," I, I was,
2: I was did, did you see me and Andy? Were you Did guys you flipping and up Andy? too? Did you see... I, I, it was, I, was, I was almost shaken. I was like, I think I got to throw to him and then it came back. And me and Andy, like, while Farouk was saying, lock it up. And we've got this really weird thing where <laughs> when we get excited, we start hitting each other. <laughs> <laughs> so we were just like, literally just jabbing each other in the arm, like, as hard as we could because we were so excited. It comes back. And like, we're just losing it because it's a moment that you never thought was going to happen that means so much to you because of how much those shows meant to me when I was growing up. So...
0: Exactly. yeah it was
2: it was crazy man it was crazy
0: shout out to you farouk Tahid, incredible super amazing. nice
2: guy, like the nicest guy in the world when i met him we did a gears of war event at gfinity like a couple of years ago and i met him and he's just the nicest most down-to-earth guy so yeah shout out to farouk love That's you man
0: fantastic all right uh so we asked the same question to our listeners after the hype that was e3 so what we want to know is what is your halo infinite wish list?
2: Oh God, I don't know, man. Um, I want a game that is fun to play out of the box for everyone. You know, I love my classic halo i've had I've been really having like a internal like what do they call it like an internal uh, struggle like an internal struggle, battle? yeah, because yeah. i've kind of I've kind of like put my heart to the side a little bit and started using <laughs> my head and I look at. You know, we look at MCC now, okay? Mm-hmm. MCC's just been, like, re-released and fantastic, whatever, but that's an opportunity for anyone who wants to go back and play Classic Halo to play Classic Halo, right? Yes. And everyone goes, we want Classic Halo, we want this one, that's, we want that. I mean, how many people are actually playing MCC right now? Not I'm, a huge I'm, amount.
0: Right. Like, I don't I don't don't think you huge. That, but...
2: Yeah, Yeah. we don't have the numbers, but, you know, it. I, I can't find games at certain times of the day. And I kind of think that A lot of people might be locked in nostalgia on classic halo and don't get me wrong i am the biggest advocate of classic halo there is i love the game but i just feel like there's a real opportunity in this space to do something really exciting with halo that will be a risk and will be scary and might change people's like it's gonna cause some some friction because there's so many communities in halo but I don't know. I just want something fun. I want something fun that I can turn on and want to play and play and play. And if that means it's different, then make it different. If that means it's going back to classic Halo, go back to classic Halo. But I mean, I really don't kind of envy 343 at the moment with the the job they have because you've got so many communities in Halo to try and keep happy. Uh, It's, it's, it's an, it's an impossible job essentially, but. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, Elizabeth came out and said, um, you know, we're building the multiplayer for the esports side of things. It's the first time they'll be able to do that. And I think that's really important that they're showing commitment to the esports side of things. And, you know, Elizabeth Van Wick is is one of the best things to happen to Halo, Halo esports from conversations I've ever had with her. Like she's she wants the best for everyone involved. And there's little things you can take away from what she said as well. You know, she wants the opportunity for people to have careers in it and for organisations to be, you know, heavily involved because I think with the eSports programme at the moment, it's kind of a bit scattergun and I think it's a product of its own, it's been a product of some decisions that have been made in the past. But to see that there's that massive emphasis on eSports and a commitment to that before we've even seen gameplay is is important. So I don't know, man, I just want a fun game. I just want something fun and I'd love an open world aspect of Halo as well. That's one thing I would love to be honest. Like, I think that'd be really cool.
1: That's what I was. Uh, that's what I was hoping for too. Was open world, something you can explore and yeah, like learn more about the game as you're navigating through it. I think the Halo universe
2: is 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 like immense. So you know, let us let us experience that. Let let us feel that.
1: I'm really hoping that three four three can just make a game that they're proud of, they're happy with, and put it out there. That you know, it's it's their story. They can tell it how they want to. And I, just hope, I that, just hope that it's fun, like you said.
2: I, 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 I hope that they take the time to do it as well. I know everyone's desperate for a new game and God, God knows that I am as well. Like, but I just want the game to be good and I'd rather wait for a good game than a game that's rushed. So over Absolutely. to you, 343. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I want a good observer mode. Oh my God, please give us a good observer mode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that would be something that'd be incredible. Just give give the esports talent more tools to work with as well. Because that not only makes your guys' jobs hopefully easier, but it also gives the viewers a better reason to watch.
2: Yeah, I mean, look at... I mean, we've been behind the scenes pushing for dedicated observers for a while now, um, because... When we're switching and stuff before, it's 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 really tough. Like I don't, I know it sounds really like stupid, but taking eight screens at once while you're talking to someone else who's having a conversation with you and pick moments out is really hard. And Wonderboy has been amazing. I mean, I miss him as a caster. Don't get me wrong. Like I think he's incredibly talented. I'd love to have him back um, as part of the talent lineup. But what he's added to a broadcast from not only uh, his ability to tell a story through POVs, but how he works with his co-observers um, as well and the angles and stuff like that and the stories they tell through that. It's it's made our job so much easier and s- you feel so much more free when you're casting. So yeah, Observer Mode is a big thing and if they could get Harry involved to help with that, I mean, what better person to to give some pointers?
0: Absolutely. And that's a great point as well is because a lot of people don't, a lot of Uh, viewers and whatnot don't realize how much goes into it so it's good to get your perspective on it being somebody who does work with that knowing people that work within that scene as well to fully understand what actually goes into everything for a cast it's not like yeah you can you see the negativity in twitch chat and whatnot it's a vocal minority and whatever but having that window open so people can look in and see that oh this is an actual difficult thing that happens on the daily and there's multiple people involved and a lot of work that needs to be done so thank you to you and everybody else behind the scenes as well that does that put in all that work to get everything done
2: oh i mean it's a pleasure man i mean i appreciate it i mean one thing i think people don't realize about casting is people think we're just watching the game and talking about it like there's so many factors that people don't see or hear while you're on camera and doing your job. Like you've got people talking to you while you're talking to a camera. Like people don't realize how horrible that is. Like how, how long that takes to adjust to you've got someone in your ear going, uh, okay, we're going to have like a hard out after this in about 60 seconds. If you can wrap it up and throw, that'd be great. Like, that's while you're halfway through a sentence while you're in the middle of saying something. And like, if even try doing that with someone talking to you, like, and, then repeating back what they said to you. So you've understood it's it's so hard. It's so, so hard. And then like when we have listen-ins, we're the people who are calling for listen-ins. So as soon as we finish the sentence, we're speaking back to production. Uh, your co-caster is making a point where you're going, I want to go to a splice listen-in now. And then from there, you are listening for production to tell your splice listeners Lynn is is ready uh, when you call for it. And you still have to listen to your co-caster because he might say something that's directly related to what you've said so it's a it's a conversation between three or four people in your cast it's not just you and your co-caster and then yeah it's 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 a lot of stuff like i i find it fascinating to talk about like i love talking about it because the best ones and people in the world who are, are good at their job are the ones who make it seem like it's just them talking about video games but there's there's so many more aspects to it that it's it's almost one of those things I wish people could try for themselves, you know, just to see actually what it's like.
0: Of course. And it's just refreshing to have this information be brought to us as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like it's something I would have loved to, to hear when I was, you know, watching, watching tournaments back in the day.
0: Hell yeah. All right. Are we ready for the next question?
2: Yeah, of course I'm ready. Come at me.
0: All right. <laughs> Where do you see the future of Halo eSports going? uh, So we talked about like where your Halo Infinite wishlist is, but will MCC emerge onto the scene before Infinite releases? Is Halo 5 here to stay for the foreseeable future? Also, Sander on Twitter asks, do you think Halo Esports will ever be played with a mouse and keyboard?
2: I mean, you're asking me to predict the future here. Um.
0: (laughs) Well, we want to know, like, what what do you think is going to happen for these next couple HCS seasons before Infinite releases? What do you think, what do you want and what do you think will happen?
2: I don't, I don't, it's, it's such a tough question because you've got people whose careers and livelihoods depend on Halo 5. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got fans who want to see a throwback to halo three in mm-hmm. the majority. Um, but then if everyone goes back to halo three, how long does that say interesting for, you know, is that, is that going to be a couple of events of nostalgia and then everyone's like, Oh yeah. Now we remember pit TS, you know, it's, 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 it's I think, I mean, a lot of this depends on when infinite comes out. Right like a lot of this depends on when we can expect infinite to drop because if it's a year until infinite comes out you can have a couple more halo 5 tournaments and then a couple of throwback events right that's fun that's that that covers all bases but if it's a couple of years then you know that timeline changes um so i mean I, i'm gonna, like in an ideal world i'd like to see maybe a couple more halo 5 events and then maybe some throwback events I think that would keep things interesting and fresh. Do you think um, they could
0: run alongside one another? Not necessarily at the same time as one another, but alongside.
2: I don't know. I think you're asking people to split their time then, and I I think that's mm-hmm. a bit unrealistic for people to to perform to the best of their abilities and do that. Um
1: that's we we talked think, about this on our last show was that um you know, if if pros want to compete in 5 and 3 um, they're almost going to have to choose one or the other because they're not going to be able to keep that practice regimen up. They're not going to be able to um, hold up that skill level for both games.
2: And then- I, th- I, don't think, I don't think it's a case of holding up the skill level. I no. think it's just a case of, of being comfortable. Like people, like, you remember when there was that random Halo 3 tournament and Frosty went back and played and hadn't played for Halo 3 and nobody knew about him in Halo 3 and he was like the best player in the tournament. Like it was an online tournament. It's like you don't just there's 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 things that you don't just you don't just become bad at Halo Three because you sure. haven't played it in a while. Like Roy and Lunch jump back on Halo Three today, they're gonna win the majority of the games. Um, it's it's more a case of you know does that is that appealing to an audience to have flip flipping back and forward and like I just think that that's it feels like a bit messy way to address it. So I, sure. I just I think there needs to be more structure to it to give players you know more control over what's going to happen
0: okay yeah that was it's kind of a messy question like you said it's difficult like you said to predict the future so we'll just have to wait and see what happens with the next season or two
2: yeah um, i think we do i'm excited for it that's that's all i know. Oh, like yeah. i i want to know what happened what's going to happen as much as everyone else does
0: yep we're going to watch it no matter what and it's going to be hopefully great no matter what so fingers um, crossed All right, so here's a hypothetical question, okay? DreamHack Atlanta, HCS Finals 2018, the return of the caster match. You get get to pick your team and the Halo game that gets played. Out of all of the casters for the event, who is on your team, what Halo is being played, and why?
2: So I, I get to pick my lineup, okay? You get to what, pick what, what, your lineup. What, from who? So should we say talent from the last two events? We'll yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah. And okay.
0: you have Wonderboy's okay. a Okay, well. It doesn't easy. even matter. Uh, this
2: is easy. This is easy. Okay, so I'll pick. Uh, we're playing Halo 3. Okay. Uh, I'm picking Elamite. I'm picking Clutch. And I'm picking Wonderboy.
0: Wow okay
2: i mean argue against it i mean you've got a no, national no, 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 champion no. you've got uh someone who plays halo 3 more than anyone else at the moment in we've got two national champions sorry uh wonder boy plays more halo than anyone and there's a very good halo 3 player and then i'm just the best halo 3 player of all time so you know, there's no way we're losing you can't you can't put anyone up yeah. against us gonna beat us there
0: so what what do you think walsh
2: would have to say about that Dude, Walshie was terrible at Halo Three, everyone
0: Ooh, no. <laughs> the Sheen. <laughs>
2: Walshie she'd be on the end of a beat, and that's all he'd have to say for himself.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> Dave was
2: obviously a phenomenal Halo Three player as well, but I just feel like those two have still they still got it on the sticks, you know.
0: That's yeah. fantastic. Elamite was on my favorite Halo Three roster that won that national championship,
2: that's which was true.
0: yeah, which was T uh, two Elamite legit snipe down if yeah, i'm not that mistaken was a scary team. i used to
2: love watching legit play he was my favorite player right then.
0: and then he just like kind of fell off the map but it's okay he probably had other prior commitments um okay so branching off this question of the caster match who would be your ideal uh team to go against
2: oh this is easy as well <laughs> i love you rich let me just uh let me just put that up it would be sims <laughs> <laughs> uh i'll probably i'll probably put lottie on that team as well um and, and golden boy just so i could talk trash at him the whole time <laughs> that that would be it i don't yeah gb just so i could shout at him
1: okay so at london you had the cardboard cutout of golden boy we did
2: yeah
1: whose idea was that because that was amazing
2: uh that was uh producer michael brown's idea it yeah. looked so realistic too. It was really freaky. So I got into work and they positioned it behind a desk as like you open the door to go into the, like the gallery. And I walked in and I went, oh, cause it was so <laughs> weird. The eyes would follow you like wherever it was, those eyes would follow you. It was, it was really, really creepy, but we had to have him there in spirit. So yes.
0: That's one of the best parts about that event was that Golden <laughs> Boy cutout. by far, um, Okay, that was a great answer. I loved it. I want the caster match back so bad because it was, um, oh my god, it was during the Canadian Expo. I forgot yeah. exactly which event it was, but there was a caster match there. It was one of the greatest things that I've watched in competitive Halo history, so, I would interesting
2: say. So- interesting story. There has been two caster matches. One was before Worlds, Yep, uh, and one was the l- 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 European event before this one. And neither of them could be shown. <laughs> I think that's pretty much sums it up. Neither of them could be shown due to the language that was involved. <laughs> so, oh, man. Yeah. We're, I we're swear like, like okay, a sailor. Right, I want to see it no matter not, what. Let's not swear. Like, let's keep it. And then after like one kill goes down where someone gets destroyed, it's like <laughs> all, all the bets are off and everyone's just going at each other. Man. I mean, it'd be great content. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's yeah. we try. We try to keep it PG here, you know?
0: Well, here's hoping that the Halo gods at one point in time, years down the road, that footage somehow gets surfaced. leaks. <laughs> yep. And we're just able to experience it all together and it'll be incredible. All right. Who do you think is the greatest competitive Halo player of all time? If said person is currently retired, do you think that individual has what it takes to compete once again?
2: Uh, greatest of all time, Ogre 2. Um, do I think he has what it's to compete again? Uh, I don't think he wants to compete again. I think that's a big thing. I think the drive has gone. Um, and after that, I would say uh, Lethal. I think that Lethal has... People don't realize how much he has achieved over how many titles. Um, but Ogutu, I mean, he's just, you know, he made Halo. He was the face of Halo, him and his brother. Um, incredible competitor across three titles. Four titles, sorry, should I say? Just yep. forgot about you know the God Squad on Halo Reach there for a second. Oh, it was incredible like, that that longevity to play along that many titles for that long and be that successful. Um, yeah, Tom, he's he's the one player and one person. Whenever I go to events, I'm still starstruck by. It's just crazy to see him, and yeah, lethal. I think if lethal achieves in Halo Infinite what he's achieved in previous titles, then you it's difficult to argue against him as well. All
0: right. So, we've seen seen tweets on Twitter all the time about uh, competitive Halo players that move on from competitive Halo and play other games are some of the best players in the world at the games that they choose to play. So, do you feel that that statement or those tweets are really correct here?
2: Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, look at the success they've had. I mean, you can't argue with results, right? I mean, look at Formal, Enable uh ninja uh you know ninja maybe not on the competitive side i think but what he's achieved uh you look at monster going into h1z1 that people don't talk about a lot he had some incredible success there um i think halo is one of one of what you know one of the only games that encompasses so much thought process into such a quick time that they can like players can analyze how a game works uh mechanically and work out the best way to play it i think that's one thing that sets them apart like the drive the determination but also the ability to sit back from a game and work out what works and what doesn't and how to use how to basically break the game is how i always look at it what's the what what are the most overpowered things what underpowered things how to put them into practice how to make the most of them like halo players just have that ability to do so and they have this weird drive as well i don't know what it is like formal and enable, like i don't know how they've achieved what they achieved Huke, i mean Huke came from 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 card to halo and i think he's the only player who kind of has done it the other way around um uh, but that guy again he's a freak so yes yeah I, I i don't know it's i think it is a true statement you can't you know if people weren't winning tournaments then it's then it's a bit of a myth but the fact that people are consistently winning tournaments and considered to be the best at what they do you can't you can't argue with that
0: Absolutely. All right. So here's just a general eSports question. Around the world, we see eSports becoming more commonplace within today's culture. Where do you see eSports as a whole going from where it is at now? Can you see it surpassing well-known sports broadcasting, including American football, soccer, or football, uh, baseball, etc.?
2: Uh, it already has. I mean, you look at motorsports, it's overtaken motorsports uh, in a lot of ways. Um, it will become as popular as traditional sports without a doubt. I think you only have to look at the demographic of ages to see that growth and when that growth is going to occur and when it's going to take over. I don't think it'll ever take over, but it will become aligned with those kind of things. I mean, we're selling out stadiums now for eSports, and people are still talking about eSports being a growing industry. I mean, at what point is it? Does it stop growing? You know, what, what, it's gone from now. It's now completely and utterly accepted. Everyone knows what it is. Everyone's kids are playing computer games, or well, every, everyone who's growing up has been involved with it and, uh, and accepts it now. It's it's just a matter of that demographic of I'd say, I'd say that people my age, maybe a little bit older, are the first demographic, a demographic of of quote unquote pro players that now are shaping the industry to be what, it's, what it is. And everyone else who's coming into it below this now, it's it's a, it's a, it's the norm, it's accepted. So like think where we're going to be in five or 10 years when those people who are now 14 or 15 years old or 25, 30 years old, it's, it's just, the growth is going to be insane. The growth is going to be insane. Everyone's accepted it now and it's just a case of, you know, how far do you want to go? Not how far can it go?
0: Yeah, this really just does feel like the beginning.
2: It is Sounds like, like this era. is this is this this is nothing. This is absolutely nothing compared to what we're going to be doing in ten years' time. Like it's 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 scary. It's almost scary to try and visualize it. But it's you know if you look at I mean from the other side of things, advertisers, people like Coca Cola, people like McDonald's, you know the big brands in the world, they can't get to the demographic of the fifteen to uh, sorry the twelve to to 25 year old they're really struggling because traditional television no one's watching it anymore um you know people aren't reading banners in the street and how do you access that demographic who who is that demographic people who love esports so it's it's just going to go from strength to strength it's and as my generation get older and get into those higher circles and etc cetera, etc cetera, then it's just been going to become a standard way of life it's 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 really exciting it's it's, it's an industry which is Pulling, it surprises you every day of, of what you hear and what is going I mean look look a year and a half ago nobody knew what the Overwatch League was that wasn't a thing now look at it it's like insane and you know the international prize pool it's, everything is crazy Fortnite 100 million dollars who would have said that four months ago it's just yeah it's, it's super exciting and I think it, as I say it's not how far it can go it's how far it wants to go
0: Absolutely. Branching off that question, something that a lot of people don't see is that a lot of these pro players are eating healthy, are working out, are keeping their bodies in good shape. Not to create a controversy or anything, but I just want to know from somebody who does work out, somebody who has been within sports and also cast eSports and played competitively, do you consider eSports a sport?
2: I don't need to consider eSports a sport. I think it's one of the it's it's a topic of conversation which is one. It, there's not many that frustrate me but esport it, it doesn't need to be i think one of the worst things that ever happened to esports was the word sports being put in it because it doesn't it doesn't need to compare itself to anything else it's its own identity it's its own thing it's its own culture if it was called competitive gaming would this conversation even come up you know nope. I, th- I, don't, I don't think it would it's just the fact that there's three letters that go alongside each other in the title of what it was branded as that make people make that comparison it th- there's nobody wins that argument whenever whenever i see it in in a twitch chat between people on tv is esports a sport like who cares if it's a sport like it doesn't need to be it, if you want to consider it a sport fantastic if you don't it makes no difference and i think that's one that's a, my angle of coming out of it is... Esports doesn't need sports, sports doesn't need esports. They're not you know, there's there's certain aspects which you could make comparable, but the comparisons they're not worth making. It's not worth the argument because esports is its own thing and it always will be. It's yeah. I think it just it's one of those conversations that people like to have to stir the pot.
0: You're the first person who's ever answered that like that before. Now maybe that's, that's because it. I haven't looked into it enough and that's on me, but hearing that response that is perfect. That's absolutely perfect.
2: Do you, do you know what I'm trying to say, though? It's just it doesn't. It's a conversation that doesn't need to be had. It's like people arguing over if they like brown bread or white bread. Like, does it matter? Like so it's you like totally you irrelevant. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it's, it's irrelevant. One doesn't make the other better, or like it's just it's it's having a, a conversation for the sake of having a conversation. It's 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 dull and it's repetitive, and it it doesn't need to be a conversation. I think. Nobody ever achieves anything with that discussion. No one ever comes out stronger. If you want to prove it's a sport, then you waste. You know, great, well done. If you don't, I mean, what have you, what have we achieved in this? You know, it's just esports is esports, man. It's it's its own thing.
0: Well, from now on, I'm taking it out of conversation. <laughs> never bring that up again because it's a, it's a perfect <coughs> point. It's a perfect
1: point. Yeah, I like that phrase, competitive gaming. It just it takes the sports aspect out of it. You don't even have to think about it. I'm using it yeah. from now on.
2: It's so weird, isn't it? Like, the only reason that that conversation comes up is because of the word sport. That's, That's it. Very true. Very true. All right. So,
0: big event happened. A couple weeks ago was HCS uh, London, believe it or not. And uh, we have some questions for you in regards to it. So, first and foremost, now, okay, before I ask these questions, I don't mean for these to be kind of like downer questions. This is meant to kind of try to see what needs to be done. So first thing I ask, we see international teams making huge waves within competitive games, including Call of Duty, Rocket League, Counter-Strike, the list goes on and on. Why is it that UK don't break into top placements more often within competitive Halo? What do you think needs to happen in order for UK teams among other international teams to break into the top six and higher placings?
2: um i mean to be honest i kind of disagree with that that statement um I by think all means please do if you if you go back through history you look at how long uh international teams have been traveling overseas in call of duty uh in you know in in other games around the world and uh, around the world it's you know you go back to like black ops 3 before that that's you know you look at that fariko lineup the fariko impact lineup um been doing it for years, man. And Halo is the first game where we've been able to send teams and compete against North American teams on a consistent basis. And we're so far behind as far as the curve is concerned that it's going to take another four, four, five years before we're in that conversation about winning tournaments. It's, it's just how it is. It's, it's the, it's how long it's going to take. It's how long the cycle takes. I mean, what Europe has achieved in one game in Halo Five haven't been given that opportunity is insane like top eight placement the first 2000 uh 2016 worlds that was the best ever placement for a european team in halo history um top six in denver best ever placement we did it again we beat it um and look at latin america last two events top eight placements yeah i've been killing it like and the the one point that i made at london is like look back at 2016 worlds and the latin representatives we had they were Awful. They were dreadful. Like we were watching those games and we're like, these guys don't deserve to be here. There's so many North American teams who should be here because they're better and this is the finals and stuff. But it's the process that you have to believe in. It's the long term, it's looking long term, not short term. Now they're one of the best eight teams in the world. And give them another year, where are they going to be after that? It's it's just a matter of time. I think the talent is there. I think the the thing that hurts europe is the depth of talent uh, and the player base uh, i think that will Im- if halo infinite is a good game that will improve the drive will be back um it's just it's just time man that's all it is it's 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 a matter of time until we have a discussion where it's not who out of these four north american teams is going to win it's who out of these teams are going to win
1: all right So, with with time being the, you know, the goal that the thing that needs to be had here, um, is it more? Do they just uh, are these teams practicing as much as we see the NA teams practicing? Are they on that regiment?
2: It's it's difficult for them to be so because, you know, you look at Lucid, who are the current you know number one EU team. Yeah, everyone outside of that is kind of, they feel like they just can't beat them. So it's kind of like the depth of talent. That's what I mean by depth of talent. There's not people who are pushing them. But the reason that Infuse did so well in Denver is because there was four teams in Europe who were really pushing each other. And they came out and they played early and they had this drive and determination. And I feel like a lot of players are kind of struggling with that in Europe at the moment, just because, you know, they've been playing Halo 5 for so long and they feel like they can't, Beat this team that's currently there, and there's kind of this. There's a bit of a wall, so to speak. Um, but the practice isn't quite there. But if you can't practice, if there's no one to practice against, who do you practice against? You know, sure. it's that kind of like catch, catch twenty two. So, yeah, okay. it's kind of right now is a difficult time because obviously you know we're kind of winding down with Halo Five a little bit. So, look at the best the best way to look at what Europe can achieve is maybe to look back at when things were at their height in Halo Five and what they achieved back then. I think it's <laughs> the best way to look at it
1: okay
0: thanks for the insight so looking onto the future here europa halo on twitter asks will we ever see in halo 5 and beyond a non-north american team win a major all-region event
2: Uh, i'm sure they will i don't know when that will be um again i'm I'm not a clairvoyant i don't know the future (laughs) but um why not you know why, yeah. why not why not you can't you can't predict the future but you've you've seen what you like look at worlds 2000 like last Worlds 2018 worlds uh infuse nearly beat reciprocity if you can beat reciprocity yeah. you can beat anyone it's it's that's that's the margin so if they're if they're almost they're on the cusp of achieving great things if they can beat them they could be anyone so yeah, of course. Of course there'll be, at some point, an international team that will win an event, and it'll be a glorious day, and I'll be ready to rub it in everyone's face when it happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be happy to cheer from the sands as well, because we, yeah. what we were talking about uh, in our last episode was how we felt the competition is getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah, we're getting towards the end of Halo 5's life cycle at this point, which is pretty sad, but... The fact that we're still getting this close in competition where these top three, these top four contention places are so close that anyone can really beat anyone at this point. I'm incredibly excited to see what happens in the future, not just with Halo 5, but beyond as well, where you're right. There comes a point in time where anybody can beat anybody. It's just all the work that you want to put in, and it's just what it comes down to. So I definitely think that an EU team can take a top spot for sure yeah for sure um okay let's see here all right so don't know when this change exactly took place but you being a veteran halo professional we have to ask elimination bracket or losers bracket
2: uh for me it's losers bracket but it's it's the elimination bracket officially
0: are you able to provide insight as to why it was changed from losers to Elam?
2: I, I, I don't know the reasoning. It's just something we were asked. But, you know, I, I I don't know. Something we were just asked to say instead of losers. But at the end of the day, if you've lost, you've lost. You're a loser. You've got to win again. That's
0: exactly yeah. it. That's exactly it. It's the point we were trying to make. Because yeah. I put in here, there is a right and a wrong answer here. <laughs> I had but a feeling you we were going to say losers, but yeah.
2: Yeah. If I had to pick one it'd be losers, put it that way.
0: All right, and then we just have to ask: uh, overall thoughts on HCS London. Like, what were were there any upsets that caught your eye, plays, moments, etc.? The whole nine yards.
2: Uh, the finals was the best finals I've had the pleasure of commentating. Um, it was incredible, absolutely it incredible. Was, it was. I didn't see it happening. That that second series was amazing. Uh, I don't think anyone oh. saw it happening. One one player in particular that I feel absolutely heartbroken for, not only after London but after New Orleans, is APG. That guy has been playing,
0: oh, yeah,
2: phenomenal Halo the last couple of events, and to lose in a game five twice to the team he wants to beat, I mean, it hurts, man. I mean, that guy's never. That guy hasn't won an event, you know, as far in, you know, you look. At, man, did he win the H two A event? That that H two A launch event or something? But I can't remember him winning like a major. Do you know what I mean? yeah Um, well that was the
0: that was the story around nated during the first world
2: yeah and you don't want that you you want the players who have been playing that long to to have their success because they deserve it man and and, you know brad's such a nice kid and like i don't know man i want apg to succeed i think we learn one of my favorite things is learning about splice a little bit more and, and getting to see more what makes them tick um because they're all super nice guys as well it's the thing like a lot of people just thought that they were cocky and and whatnot, but they're not. They're, they're the most down-to-earth people you'll meet, and they're always happy to talk about Halo. Um, so that was nice. And yeah, I mean, Tox getting back on top, I think, has to be the, the main thing. I mean, that never placing outside of the top two throughout an entire game cycle. I mean, unreal. Like, yeah. genuinely unreal talent.
0: I think that also goes to show you that, because we talked about it too, where um they've stuck together for so long. And yeah. I think one of the testaments is being able to stay together for so long, work off each other's strengths and like kind of help each other with their weaknesses and so forth and so on and so forth. I mean, yeah, that splice roster just came in and it was like that God squad and reach. You just couldn't do anything against them. There was no stopping them. And yeah. then, like you said, Tox being on top is fantastic. Um, but we I was definitely one of those people that thought that the splice roster was cocky. I've said it on this show multiple times, It's, it's, but it's just because we didn't know about any of that other information, the stuff that they do when they're not streaming, when they're not scrimming and so on and so forth. So it's good to hear from you because I can retract my statements now and now know that they do put in that work and they do deserve to be at that top spot for so long.
2: Yeah, I think they'll get fans from it as well. I think people wanted to to hate on Splice because they didn't know about them. And I think when people don't know, as I said before, they make assumptions. And those, you know, the rumors and stuff like that, they spread and it's 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 not... It's natural, it's human nature to do that. But those guys deserve support for what they've achieved. I mean, if they would have pulled off the five... Like five back-to-back event wins. Like, I think it's Instinct, the, the only team who have done that. Maybe someone else was in there as well, but like... Yep. You're putting that team alongside them. That's that achievement in itself is is incredible, and you don't you don't achieve that by not playing and not thinking about what you're doing. It's those guys are they're a special special group of guys, and they deserve some fans and they deserve some support. And uh, I hope that at the next event they do get that from the crowd a little bit.
0: Well, I'll definitely be looking at them in a different light. That's for sure. Going into the next event. All right before we wrap up this interview, we have some rapid fire questions for you. You Ready?
2: Yep. Favorite me. food? Uh, steak. Favorite movie? Uh, city of God. Favorite book? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not really much of a reader. Uh, <laughs> Northern, Lights. Northern Lights. Northern Lights.
0: Favorite musical artist or group? Uh, Radiohead. We already talked about that. My bad. <laughs> uh, favorite actor, actress, actress.
2: Uh, Oh, I'm not really going to quick fire, am I? Favorite actor? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm really bad with actors. Like, it's one of those things that I've never been able to remember. I'm like, I like him, but I can't remember who he is. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to pass on that one. Favorite sport? Will Smith. Will Smith, there you go, guys. Favorite Furry's sport like and Fresh <laughs> Uh Favorite sport would be football and favorite team is Arsenal.
0: Favorite Halo game of all time?
2: Uh, Halo 3.
0: Favorite video game Halo. of all time?
2: Ooh. I mean, I would say Halo 3, but in single player, Final Fantasy 7.
0: Okay. A game I have yet to complete.
2: Oh, dude, it's, it's incredible. That's what everyone get says. On your phone. I just get have on to your sit phone. down and get through it. It's All my, right. It's my traveling game.
0: <laughs> Onset, it has been an honor to have you on our show. It, it Meeting you at. Okay. So let me just say this meeting you at Worlds, when. When I walked up to you at that G Fuel booth.
2: <laughs> and I was stocking up on G Fuel because I was Ye- knacking. Yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I- Everyone else is having a little cups and I'm filling up like a three <laughs> liter bottle of G Fuel. I'm like, yo, what's up? <laughs> when I walked up to you and I talked
0: to you, because it, like it's the first time meeting international folks, obviously, um, you were one of the kindest, most respectful people that I've had the pleasure of talking to for two minutes. And when I sent you that Twitter DM, that night and uh, you responded back by coming to me on the floor. My mind was blown. I knew we needed to have you on for our very first guest just because of the way the, that you hold yourself. And it's, we're so happy to have you on. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being, for taking the time out of your day, out of your busy schedule to come on this podcast. It means more than, you know,
2: well, don't be silly, man. <laughs> um, yeah, it a, dude, it's a pleasure to to meet you at Worlds, and I, I wish you guys the best of success with the podcast. I always want to see more Halo content going out, and anytime that you want to want to speak again, just hit me up. Always happy to talk. So, uh, yeah, thank you for having me, and uh, I hope things take off for you guys in the way that they should.
0: Well, thank you very much. And the final question: What are you up to, and where can people find you?
2: Uh, I, you can be found on Twitter at OnsetMTH. Uh, I have a Instagram, which is the same at OnsetMTH. And occasionally I stream at twitch.tv forward slash Onset. So yeah, we see you, you
0: on there. We see you on I'm there.
2: Not, if, I'm not, I'm not, if I'm not on there, I'll be at HCS events, hopefully. So, uh, make sure you come up and say hello if you have the opportunity.
0: Awesome. Onset, thank you very much. Thank and, you. And, uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. And that does it for the interview. So, we said it during the interview as well. But, yeah. Again, thanks to Onset. That was pretty incredible. Our first one, Will. Yeah. We did it. We we know what we need to work on for, like, once in the future. But I thought that for a first time doing this, I thought it went pretty well
1: overall. And Mark was great to have on. He, uh... He went into a lot of detail answering questions. Um, Yeah, we have some things we need to work on on our end, but for our first one, I think it went really well as well.
0: Yep. So I guess uh, should we get into some shout outs? (laughs) Thank you to everyone who posted questions for the interview and also a special thank you to Onset himself for taking the time out of his busy schedule for us to conduct the interview. You can follow him on Twitter. We'll include a link as well. And you can go follow him on Twitch as well. We'll include a link for that. And also, happy birthday, Dubu! It's his birthday today, the day we're recording this podcast. Happy birthday. Yeah. It's fucking awesome.
1: Will. Yeah. What do we got for community creations? All right. Looks like we have a couple YouTube videos. So first one... HCS London 2018 Greatest Plays, Moments, Chokes, and Highlights Collection by Devious Grunt Alliance. Go check it out. Who doesn't want more HCS London content? It was great. Um, And then we also have uh, Shyway. Check out Shyway on YouTube.
0: He makes great videos. Very in-depth analysis on specific plays and so on
1: and so forth within HCS. So definitely go check him out. And last, but not least, and always a favorite in our hearts, it's me Monday on Reddit.
0: It's the cop-out answer. It's the one that I can always feel safe including within the show, because it's always there.
1: It is. It's always there. It's like comfort food.
0: You know? You just can't... You just can't get rid of it. Will, just like you can't get rid of me.
1: It's never gonna happen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: gonna come back next week and, uh... Will's going to have the door locked, and there's going to be a new co-host in here, because he's sick of my shit.
1: Never, never, never could.
0: Will, you're far too kind. But Will, before I drift off into the sunset, there's one more thing I need you to do for me. Yeah? And it's, uh... Plug the show,
1: Will, please! You can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HDS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Again, search for HDS Pro Talk. Leave us a review. Let others know about the show. Let us know what you'd like us to do better or differently. We uh, always can take some constructive criticism uh, to, to make the show better for you. So let us know. You can join us on Discord. Um, link will be provided. Um, join, join the community uh, conversation. It's great. we got a lot going on over there. You can join our Xbox Club, as previously mentioned, for that community playdate coming up. If you want to invite, that's where you need to be. Um, you can also join our Spartan company if you're interested, if you don't have one yet. Uh, just search for HCS Pro Talk for both of those things. Or if you do
0: have one, yeah, quit that motherfucker and join ours.
1: <laughs> our whole, like, five people.
0: We're never going to get Achilles, so don't worry about that. If you want a Spartan company, picture this. You have all the armor. You have all the commendations, you have everything, but you don't have Achilles. Well, do we have the Spartan company for you to still not get Achilles?
1: Join HCS Pro Talk. You can also find us on social media sites here. Um, Just search for HCS Pro Talk on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You'll see our logo there. If you don't know what it is already, I don't know how you found this podcast. You know what? Funny story. Funny reason you say that. Um,
0: you remember Game Crazy? Yes. Right? Attached to Hollywood video? Yes. Okay. For the listeners out there, if you're old enough, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Believe it or not, guys, there were these places where you could rent movies in a brick and mortar store. They didn't have these red boxes, these confangled devices where they shoot out a movie at you. No, you had to go in the store and pick out a movie. You'd watch it, and then you'd bring it back. Believe it or not, there were devices that you rewound, and you had to bring those back. Please be kind. Rewind. Rewind. (laughs) I'm getting off topic, but... So, Game Crazy was a video game store that was attached to Hollywood Video that was a competitor with GameStop. Okay? One of the old managers at the location where we live near, um, he... We're, we've been friends on Xbox Live for years. Like, years. Okay? I changed my profile picture on Xbox Live to our podcast. Mm-hmm. He sent me a message. Not, I'd say, a month later. Saying, hey, I see you're doing this based off your fucking profile picture. And I'm like, people really pay attention to that? So, shout out to you. I fucking love you. You already know that. But no, we, that's that—that's awesome that he reached out after so long. And he said he's really proud of the stuff that we do as well. It's so, good to hear. It's good feedback. It is. I miss him.
1: Eric, I miss you. You know who you are. <laughs> I wish Game Crazy still existed, man. I really do. You know, I understand that it might not work as a business model in this Age and era, but Game Crazy was the place, like, I would go and, like Onset said in the interview, you would hog that demo machine yep. to play games, or you just hang out with people there and talk games. It was great. It was and, great. Yeah. that's where
0: I had the, uh, it, it's where we were at the Halo 3 Midnight release, not knowing that we were there together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Game Crazy. Game, oh, God. <laughs>
0: There's, there's
1: josh's pun it is uh, you know you got a bad one in there i gotta get a bad one in there too i think yours was better than mine oh mine i don't was, know about Mine that's worse on the scale but yours we was, are yours was halo related though yeah we are rambling like we always do at the end of the show we do we should probably wrap this up
0: ladies and gentlemen that's gonna do it for episode 39 for HCS pro talk i want to thank you very much for listening mark thank you very much for being our first interview Listeners, we hope you enjoyed. Stay tuned for more interviews where hopefully things are great. Things are going to be great. Things are always great. You guys are great. Continue being great. We'll be back next week for more Halo Esports discussions. But until then,
1: bye bye